Alrighty, everybody, welcome to the Tuesday show. My name is James Chen, and we are, and I am, we are, I am joined by Ultra David and two, what's wrong, David? Hey, how's it going, everybody? Nice to see you. I hope you all had a good week. Why, why am I so short? I don't know. That's something I've asked I'm many times so in the past. Short. Yeah, I know. Uh, Unfortunately, you know, we're all dealt different hands. Uh, I had a great weekend, and in that weekend, I went to my friend's wedding, which was cool. There were people there from all over literally the world, including three continents. Uh, it was awesome. We had a great time. So I didn't play video games at all, but it was very much worth it. It's like a major. There we go. <laughs> anyway, how are you, Tabor? Um, I'm all right, I guess. You know, swell. Ebullient as always. And how about you, James? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'm doing okay. I had some unfortunate news and discoveries this past, just recently, that kind of soured me. But having a blast are... like always. Happy yes, to hear it. Exactly. Everybody is in such a great mood. Everybody's in great mood. Except David, dude. David. Is oh, just it's like been a bummer. Oh, Debbie Downer. Hanging out with know, my old right. frat and college friends. Oh, terrible time. Uh, here's Hanging what we're going to be talking about. Is was... Hanging out with friends. What is that? I know. I know. I know. Uh, we'll, we'll be talking about the massive Twitch leak. You guys may have heard about that. Definitely get to that. We'll be covering our thoughts on the Guilty Gear Strive Backyard Developers Update, which gave us a little bit of an insight as to where things are headed. Uh, we have an interview with Hanzo Gonzo, who's not just an idiot. Believe me. Believe me. He actually is more than... You know, <laughs> not just, more just than. an idiot, but also yeah, I know. an idiot. <laughs> I'm, I'm telling you. You know, it's like in the grand It's tradition. funny because the, the way you say that, like the way that the emphasis changes how that sentence goes, right? You could be, he's not just an idiot or he's not just an idiot. <laughs> Thanks, James. I, I thought I had pretty good timing myself. I appreciate that. Okay. Uh, <laughs> five, five matchup as well. We got. Jesus. It's going to be a show. Uh, indeed. Indeed. Uh, we'll talk about KOF. We'll talk about Nick Brawl. We'll talk about tournament results and so forth. A bunch of other things as well. But let's start by talking about this massive Twitch leak. Ugh. Massive. Massive. Massive dumps. That's what they call them. Massive dumps. <laughs> they call them big massive dumps. You uh, want to see some data. shit, dude? You want to see some shit? <laughs> <laughs> we saw all the shit, James. <laughs> Literally. Every every single dollar we saw it. Of uh, user data and earnings. Yeah, yeah so uh, it was last week that this happened. Um, if you haven't changed your Twitch passwords and so forth, I highly recommend that you do just to you know, take care of that. Um, and, you know, in terms of the important stuff that came out about that, uh, do you guys want to talk about the news of it? Yeah. What yeah. do you guys want to... Yeah, go for it. I mean, basically, a hacker went in. I forgot what site it was that he dumped it out. Was it 4chan or something like that that he dumped the whole thing out? But just Original, took yeah. the entire source code behind Twitch and posted it online as well as all of the earnings data of all of Twitch like users in the past three years total or something like that. And it just basically went all out there. And, you know, they're suspecting that it might have been an inside job or something like that. Because, I mean, getting access to all that code base is not necessarily the easiest thing. But... There you go. There was the leak. And uh, yeah. I mean, obviously, everyone's like, oh, my gosh, 
all of the Twitch. Co- Wait, the earnings? And then everybody went and go, went and looked at the earnings to try to find out how every how much everyone is making. So, but honestly, the the the, the Twitch earnings leak really shined an insight onto exactly how the rich get richer problem of Twitch that we talked about last week with the boosting stuff is a huge problem on the website. <laughs> yeah, before we went live, I tried to go to twitchearnings.com, which was previously where that stuff was hosted. Yeah, it's taken down. And it's We're taken gone. down. Yeah. yeah. Um, there are other sites. Yeah, I was say, it's probably elsewhere, but... I, I, I haven't been able to find anything. My Google flu sucks, because I just wanted to, to prove to myself that I'm not anywhere on the list in the top... James, you looked. You were not on the list. Ultra Chen was not on the list. Tubbleware, not on the list. Okay, nope. there you go. Neither. You know who was? That damn Sajam number 1324. Wow, you got the number and everything? Oh, my God. He's been calling himself that. Also, Mr. Oh, 150K. Okay. Mr. 150K, that's him. Good for him. Uh, he's Good been for comparing him. the numbers to Squid Game. If you guys watch Squid Game, everybody gets their own number. So that's ah. what the, the Twitch earnings have been compared to. Is everybody's Squid Game number? Yeah. I see. Uh, I see. I mean, I... Basically, Sajem definitely doesn't need to go commentate anymore at this one. No, I mean, first I mean, of all, like, congrats, congrats to him. I think that's really great. Him yeah, and, absolutely. and the other people in the FGC who, have, who were up there, uh, I didn't check that many, but I definitely checked through a few. And yeah, it, I, was, I was happy to see that, that they were up there. But I think that the Squid Game comparison, which I have not watched, but I've only read about. So uh, it seems like it, it may, be, may be relevant because that kind of a model of... Uh, that Twitch uses called a tournament model um, in economics, uh, or that I mean, anyway, that's one of the ways to talk about it. Is it, it where you know the kind of the the earnings are funneled to the top, right? That's the yes, that's the that's this absolutely. model, and and you know all these people are not making money, aka getting killed in the metaphor that I'm trying to use here. Yeah. Uh, whereas yes. you know some people are moving on and and making a bunk, and that's that is totally how Twitch works. It's that's not news something that we've all known but that has definitely been exacerbated like it's definitely more well now. i mean i i feel like yeah it's uh it's really bad the the discrepancy between the top earners and everyone else is is horrible uh but outside of that a lot of the top earners have been telling people hey we make a lot of money doing this yeah. and they don't they don't lie about it they don't try to oh, hide yeah, it yeah, yeah. I, I mean i don't you think know, that's so like, any- i feel like not not to mention if you're if you can do basic math you can figure out what any of your favorite <laughs> right. streamer is making yeah. via subs I mean, at least just subs you can figure that out relatively easily I don't so think any, a lot of people were any... surprised and angry about how much people were earning. Were they? It's like, well, you should. A lot of people were pissed off, dude. Hmm. Yep. A lot of people were just straight up mad that you could stream on Twitch and be a millionaire, which is stupid. I just think more people should be able to stream on Twitch and be yeah. a millionaire. I think the share that Twitch gives us is absolute bullshit. I think the forced ads and all that stuff that we see virtually no money from is terrible. Like. There's there's a, a lot of things that YouTube just does way better than Twitch, but Twitch is such a conglomerate. It's such a power. No one can challenge Twitch right now. Right. And I, I think this kind of sh- really shined a light on that as well, that if you want to do this, you only can go to Twitch. You don't can't go to anywhere else. And that's why Twitch gets to basically steal from their creators. Yeah. I mean, the thing about it is, right, it, it's just 
you know, you, you're going to expect the best streamers to be making a lot of money. At least I was, okay? I mean, none of yeah. that surprises me. The problem is, is that Twitch benefits so much from those streamers in terms of how much they make, right? Because every sub that they yes. sell, Twitch that, that's makes That's why I say money. when basically steal. Like, I, obviously, they're not stealing, but their yeah. share is a is a stolen share. It's, it's too right. much. And so Twitch has no impetus to try to help promote the smaller streams i mean they they really don't they, they don't. have they like don't. you know pokemon is gonna make them way more money than you know a hundred thousand smaller streamers you know so it's like there that's the way that it's gonna work right now again is it a problem that she makes that much money? No, no, absolutely. Do your thing. Like, more power to you. But there should be a way to help promote the other streamers a lot more because it really now just becomes as much as everything else, just kind of like a crapshoot. Did you jump in at the right time? Did you just happen to have something go viral? Like, if I had capitalized off of my Tekken angry rant, I probably would be doing better than I am right now. But, like, because the first time I did that, the next time I streamed Tekken, I had a 1,000 viewers on my stream, like, organically, and I didn't get mad again. And I that was my mistake. I should have just got mad again. So, you know... Uh, I mean, having a shtick is definitely helpful. That's the way that some people have yeah. gotten to the top of things or even just have had like reasonable success. It's definitely a, a way to do it. Um, I mean, streamers who are getting the big bucks. Yeah, again, to reiterate, I'm not I'm not mad at them. I think that's great. I'm, I'm happy for them. Where where I was more concerned was further down the line. I mean, honestly, like people who I have see regularly getting, you know, a couple thousand people on Twitch. That that to my mind and like honestly is a lot of people to be getting every day or every time mm -hmm. you stream, um, and they got tiny fractions, a lot of money, but tiny fractions of what the top yeah. streamers got. Um, and and again, that's that's how it's built. I mean, that's how that's how the sub system is built. Obviously, there's no sub sharing in any way, right? There's no <laughs> if somebody earns uh, you know a hundred subs and you have zero, it's not fifty fifty, right? There's no nothing, no split in that way. <laughs> Uh, so it, it's it's funneled to the top. And, you know, we talked about this in the past as well, but services like Twitch are just kind of like probably inherent network monopolies, which is an idea that there are some things that are just kind of built towards becoming monopolies because they're more valuable the more people are there, right? The more people are on Twitch, the more valuable it becomes, the more that you want to watch, the more that other people will be like, oh, this is worth watching because so many people are on it and doing cool stuff. And it's just kind of, it snowballs, right? That's, so that that kind of system is built that way. Well, uh, there's obviously been no, reg well, very little regulation of things like Twitch. Um, I mean, it's not, it's not where I want it to be. That is for sure. I definitely want it to be more, um, more equitable. It's not my goal, or I don't even think it's really a reasonable goal to, to have full on sub sharing or, you know, sharing in any way like, like that. That's no. not really what I'm asking for. Um, but I, I do think that they could be doing a better job should be doing a better job is the word I want to use at drawing attention to even people who, you know, maybe don't have one viewer, but again, even the people who are getting a thousand viewers who are getting a hundred viewers, they are making so much less, so much less I mean, than the people who are, who are at the top. And I, and, I, and sort of, that's where I wanted to, to be scrunched a little bit. I understand that a lot of people who are streaming on Twitch are doing it for fun. Uh, they may have like wild dreams, but 
more realistically, it's something that's for fun. They're streaming for their friends, their family, that kind of thing. Um, that's, again, like not really, I think what I'm talking about. I'm talking about more like within partners, I want there to be more of an equitable uh, relationship between Twitch and the people who are right. who are streaming on there. I mean, I, you know, Rip tweeted it out uh, that, you know, the top 1%, the top 1%, 25% of them aren't even making minimum wage. Well, that's not fair of Rip to even assume, though. I mean, Do we see the dollar amounts, but we have no idea how many hours they've streamed. A lot of those people could be someone who just streams two or three hours a night after they get done with work. Well, 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 no, like no, that's no. that's just, not a fair assumption from No, no, no. But I mean, that it doesn't matter how many hours they're actually streaming. It's just the amount of money that you would make from a $40 a week, a 40 hour a week job on minimum wage is what he's saying that 25% of the top 1% are earning less per year than a 40 hour minimum wage job is what he means. Just but in I terms that- of the... I think this is just for subs, right? I don't think that this included yeah, this donations and all the other ways that you can make money. Anything that Twitch can't touch. Yeah. That was another thing I actually wanted to get into as well. This, it's it's only the money that are from subs and bits, right? Like Regardless, so much more money these creators are, are making but, from other platforms. And right, go ahead, James. The, go ahead. The, the point is that top one percent. This is the top one percent, so it's already very inclusive. And 25% of that top 1%, we have to consider about subs and bits and stuff to make them earn more than a minimum wage is not a good sign in the first place, is basically what it is. So You mean ex- they're, they're exclusive? Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah. Again, I, I, I would like it to be more equitable. I think that's, that's certainly something that I would like. Things like Twitch... I mean, they're so popular, and kids growing up now, my nine-year-old nephew wants to be a YouTuber. Like, that's his, you know, kids go to school, and they're like, what do you want to be when you grow up? And some people are like, astronaut or whatever. He said YouTuber. And that's a very common answer. He wasn't the only one in his class. Other people wanted (laughs) wanted to be that, too. YouTuber, streamer, whatever it is, like, however it's phrased. Um, Because it's super popular. So it's very hard for me to imagine that there would be any changes on a user level that is to say like we're not going to be banding together and and collectively bargaining that would be really great it would be super great very very hard to imagine in something like this that that'd be possible because my nine-year-old nephew uh would jump in immediately if anybody else were to leave he was happy to fill their spot uh and uh, you know not to blow him up i love him he's great oh man i accidentally blew my nephew up he's awesome He's super cool. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, the, 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 the point is that things that are really popular like this are just really hard to imagine that that would be, that would be the case. Instead, to my mind, the only thing that's to be done is, is top-down stuff. It's government regulation. And, uh, you know, obviously right now I don't see anything like that happening either. So I don't, I don't really know what to do about this. I, can we leave? Uh, like, not that practically again, because that's just again, it's like the hardest tends thing is toward monopoly. 
Right. And, and this is just generally how capitalism works, right? The best way to have that money get distributed really is altruism. And so, like, the only reason why it would happen is if Twitch themselves were like, you know what? We should help the smaller people to no benefit of us. You know, <laughs> like, that's the only way it happens. Like, I think there's a good system for it. Like I said, last week, I kind of came up, which I think would be a decent system that could actually help other streamers and stuff like that. But there's no reason for them to implement these things because it just doesn't benefit them. And in the end, they're a company. They're trying to satisfy their investors and everything like that. And, you know, it's 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 just about making I mean, any company you go to, it's like, oh, it's 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 all about the bottom line, right? Earnings, 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 earnings. It's never about what good did we do for the world today, right? Yeah. There's no business meeting where they're like, how many tiny streamers did we help get from the bottom 25% to the fit to, to the, you know, <laughs> 25 to 50%. Like they don't care. They, they, they have no care for that. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, and that's right. I don't know. I don't know how to change that. So anyway, congratulations uh, to everybody who got on that list. That's that's great. My beef is not with any of them. I think that's really cool. Yeah, for sure. Um, except for you, Sajam, in particular. Except for Sajam. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, um, I didn't see Like I said, I didn't see that many people from the FGC who were on there. Obviously, Max, Eris, uh, Spooky. Uh, there are probably others. I didn't spend that much time searching through it, but definitely some, and that's definitely cool to see. Congratulations again to all of them. Any other angles that you want to take on this topic? I mean, what's interesting about the, the coding side of the leak is I wonder if that means someone is going to try to use that and create like a Twitch competitor or something like that, you know? But I mean, it's, it's, not a, it's not a technical issue, right? right like, yeah. yeah, it's definitely not a technical like issue. Other, yeah, other it's going to cost have... too much money to host all the servers and everything like that. So well, I mean, just no other, way to do Other it. places have tried. It just, they yeah. just don't have the traction that Twitch has. Yeah. There's just no company that can that can actually compete. It's just YouTube is struggling to like compete. That, yeah, that's it's, it. It's a it's just, it just tends toward that. That's just how kind of how features like this are, and yeah, hard hard to stop that from happening. It seems like just kind of a natural phenomenon. But uh, yep, I would like more regulation to be very clear. But until that happens, it's hard for me to imagine that things will change. Now, if you actually think Mixer had the ability to be something i mean i i just i doubt it <laughs> even well, when it was under M microsoft even was it when it was mike i would say microsoft proved that it didn't have the ability because it didn't grow after they bought it <laughs> it right. stayed the same you know they rebranded it they renamed it they tried they did their damnedest but you can't it's twitch is too big it's, yeah, it's and, too and hard twitch, to fight twitch recognizes that too uh, at this point they have had a couple of major streamers even just recently get poached by other services and and whatever right like if you're twitch there's it, no individual streamer makes or breaks your platform regardless of the how the next big one is just gonna come come up on twitch 100 percent. i mean there's only one happen. there's only one or two groups i think there's only one group right now that could derail twitch uh, to a decent amount it wouldn't take them out but if riot created their own streaming service like that would nah. hurt, but it it wouldn't take Twitch out. Like if they force people to not be able to stream League, but there's too many games. Well, now, so if, if really Riot creates a, a Riot service and people just watch Riot stuff there, that wouldn't hurt Twitch at all. I mean, they might lose some revenue, but it wouldn't like open up 
a spot for a competitor to hop in like, ha ha, we got you now. We can't stream Riot stuff either. Right. That doesn't exactly. help anyone. It doesn't help. Well, anyone, I don't mean so. I don't mean that it would help other competitors. I would say it's the only company, the only way to put even a small bit. dent into Dude, Twitch. That would honestly. hurt Riot a lot more than it would hurt Twitch. Yeah, that, that would be a big bummer. For, definitely. If, if if Riot prevented Twitch and YouTube and et cetera, et cetera, from streaming, big yeah. blow to League of Legends. Honestly, it <laughs> would true. not do well. It's uh, true. All right. Yeah. Uh, Again, change your password, even sort of Twitch-adjacent things. Consider changing your password, yada, yada. You yep. guys know the drill oh, at this point. Not, not the first big internet leak we've Ooh, had. Um, oh, by the way, I, just, I mean, I'm... Uh, so I'm, I'm like, not opposed to leaks, right? Like, leaks as a, as a... As a general category, leaks about, like, what's going on in major companies or in the governments and so, so forth. I'm not opposed to that. What's bad is the, is the huge amount of personal data that is open and public like that's the bad part in my mind so. yeah I, agree. I mean do you feel like it's bad that everyone got their earnings kind of put out there or is that that i'm not so upset about that part no, I, that's, I i think that should just be public knowledge anyways to be honest that would yeah. be fine everyone me. should know everyone's salary in yeah. america period yeah. and take away the power from the companies it is like that in some countries not and by the, way, by the way by the way uh twitch did reset everybody's stream keys so you don't have to do that yourself. Yeah, They've already they reset everybody's stream keys. So just as a just as a, a, a FYI. So yeah, if you're somebody who gets mad at the top streamers for making a lot of money, just realize that it's a business and they're doing a good job of it. I I mean I can imagine that hurting big streamers to some degree, not so much that they're going to lose a lot of money, but part part of the part of the attraction of twitch and part of why people watch is that like you think the people on screen are your buddies oh it's my it's time for to hang out with my buddies in my community and <laughs> yep. and in, sm in smaller streams that can be true right like our chat's going slowly enough that like we can that's we can talk with you guys on bigger streams <laughs> that is just not the case it's just ab they're absolutely faceless to everybody everybody involved is faceless uh and and the kind of mystique of like oh the person on screen is my friend or my romantic partner or whatever it may be is a huge straw on twitch if now you look at that person and you're like hold on this is just like some millionaire i'm giving five bucks to every week why am i doing that like that maybe that digs in a little bit but probably not probably no, not too much I, there's nobody i mean when majin obama subs to pokimane he's not thinking to himself like oh i'm giving her money to support her because she needs it. No, he knows that everybody is making a ton of money, right? So, I mean, he knows that she's making a ton of money, so it's all good. So he's not hes not going to be like, what, she makes this much? I don't need to sub anymore. He's supporting because he definitely supports, dude. We, we know why he's subbed, all right? Let's do it. Let's move on. Let's move on. <laughs> we know the real reason. All right, what happened All here? Right. Guilty, Guilty Gear, Gear Backyard, Backyard number eight. So Guilty Gear's latest developer blog teases the changes expected in the October patch. We haven't gotten a lot of information about that October patch, uh, but we finally got some stuff uh, in this in this most recent uh, post. So what do we got over here? They talked about. Uh, oh, go ahead, David. Yeah, they talked about Jacko first of all. Here's what Jacko does and so forth. So if you were playing this game and didn't know about that. If you're if you're interested enough in Guilty Gear Strive to be reading on guiltygear.com about the developer's backyard, but you don't know about Jacko. 
if you're that if you're the single person on earth who that applies to then they talk about jacko on here for a little bit but on top of that yeah they talk about the october thing they briefly say it's really not that much um we have revised the qualities of faultless defense extended overall input buffer time and increased the time window for throw clashes for changes across characters we have revised the startup time for their fastest normals the way counters work for aerial normals and increase the number of moves that can be canceled into jump or air dash. The details of the changes made in this update patch will be released soon, so keep an eye out. Uh, they also My eyes about... are out. I mean, to me, to me, it sounds like it could actually be a pretty significant change. Like, I don't think this sounds small. I mean, as we know, when Seth Killian did the changes to Guile between vanilla Street Fighter 4 and Super Street Fighter 4, and everyone's like, you didn't do anything to improve him, and then he was like the best character <laughs> for like the, the start of it, right? We know it doesn't take much to change a game, and adding a yeah. lot more jump cancelable moves and a lot more air dash cancelable moves I think is going to be big. Depending on how they tweak the faultless defense will be really big. And then even on the fast buttons, I mean, this is one of the things that uh, Kizzy K has been complaining about is that light no buttons a lot of the times. Yeah, the light buttons are negative on hit. And so if you check somebody with a light button, it's still their turn. And so, and then with punches, you don't get anything out of it. You're like punch, punch, punch. Oh, I, I don't know what turn. that's like. I don't know what that's like. I get punch, 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 slide, and a safe jump. Right. Couldn't be me. Couldn't be me, Kizzy. I don't got that problem, dog. Sounds like you fucked up at character select. I don't know what to tell you. Yeah. But I get jab, jab, jab into stuff every time. Yeah. So <laughs> there's definitely some characters blessed and others not. But, you know, does that mean that they're also going to give Zato and Milia and Axel buttons that are faster than six frames, you know? They should. Uh, there shouldn't be any six frame buttons. I mean, I think that's my read on this. Yeah. Um, we have revised the startup time for their fastest normals. This is not, at least the way it's written, talking about what something is on block or on hit, plus or minus on that way. Talking about the startup time for their fastest normals. Yeah. I mean, I, what I want is, yeah, not having these like different categories, as many different categories for st startup button timings as Strive currently has. Decrease that a little bit, right? Like five frames is the worst. Maybe I don't know. I would be fine with four, like or three from oh, three. Oh, don't to do that. Four. Don't 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 give me a four frame button. That's you'd be fine. That'd be silly. That'd be silly. <laughs> be, you I have a five frame five. button now. It'd be I mean, silly if I had a four frame. Honestly, what I ever lose? But like How Axel, I, I don't even know if Axel would need a five frame button. Like I think he's fine at being six frames, right? Milia is a weird one. Milia yeah, is I definitely. Mean, but like, like obviously, I think obviously he's not terrible with with a six frame button. It would be it would be nice if it wasn't at that bad just for some punish situations. But you know, it's not it's not that terrible. What I'm looking forward to for Axel is when they make two H jump cancelable. That's right. There I am on the other side of the screen. I've done a <laughs> two thirds screen low, and now I get to do either red sand if I want to, or nothing, or go into the sky. Or whatever. obviously they're not going to be doing that. Uh, but that there there could be a lot of creativity that comes out of that that could be cool new new combos if nothing else new pressure series could be coming out of that that could be nice i would definitely yeah. be down with that the the other one too is the faultless defense right i'm really interested to see how they're going to tweak that because in my opinion i think faultless defense is useless right now uh there's a few useful situations for it here but i think it drains too much meter i really just do you know, like, I think that the, having the meter is so, so, so important 
you know, it's, for a lot of I, characters. Dude, I think, I, I definitely don't agree that it's useless. I think it's like, you absolutely need it in some situations, and especially versus a couple of characters. Oh, right, right, right. I mean, against like Gold <laughs> Lewis, like obviously you need it, right? Absolutely vital. I mean, that's yeah. why Gold Lewis is such a neat character because he forces you to use the faultless defense, and that to me is cool. But even against Soul, they made it so it pushes him farther away, and like yeah. you can barely tell sometimes because he's just he just keeps coming at you all day. So, yeah, okay. So maybe useless is exaggerating, but it's just not as useful as I feel like it should be, mm. right? I don't think, like, in old games, if you use faultless defense, blocking stuff didn't drain chunks. It just went down, yeah. the speed that it went down. And, like, I feel like that that would be the right way to do it, you know, bring that back in essence, so. Yeah, I, I, I think that would work fine. Uh, I don't agree that it's useless right now, though. I think FD is really strong. Yeah, uh, I think it's good too. I think it's fine the way it is. Yeah, I do. <laughs> I, I think it it's really effective against most characters' block strings. People just maybe aren't using it correctly, but I, I feel like it's it's pretty damn good. Um, it sounds like it's not as good as like a Marvel push block, yeah, or anything like that. Um, but you definitely lose way too much meter for using it. I yeah. think maybe that's the only reason you don't see people using it the way that some other yeah. players do. Some players don't aren't playing for the offensive meter. They're using the meter defensively. And those players are using a ton of FD. Okay. Uh, yeah, Cause in certain guess... situation, it, it, it leaves you, it leaves the opponent basically whiffing a normal, and then you get a free right, whiff right. punish. Yeah, so like guess, you're, you're guess... trading more frame advantage for the chance for a whiff punish. And, yeah, and yeah. I don't know. I, I think the ebb and flow of it is really good. I, 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 like I guess the, the, the way that I want to put it, it's not completely useless. I just think the cost of it is makes it too, yeah yeah it, it makes you choose it makes you it, it kind of boxes you in right. it's are you going to be defensive or are you going to be offensive you can't right. do both because of the amount of meter you lose and right i agree that, i don't think it should take as much meter as it does right now right so like i said if they only change the meter usage obviously it's very good my whole comment about it not being very good is because it takes away so much other stuff especially for a character like I use Potemkin, that meter is super valuable. Like being yeah, able yeah, to yeah. fast cancel into pop busters and stuff like that is, or just being able to hammer fall or mega fist into Roman cancel is so valuable for Potemkin that yeah. I just, I can't afford defaultless defense. You know yeah, what I, I mean? Think he's, I think he's a character that just probably shouldn't be doing it as often, but yeah, like as Axel, an exception. as he's Axel, an exception. I'm doing it like all the time. Yeah. Uh, he's anyway, an what I'm what I'm a little bit more curious about is that there is not a mention of like instant blocking, which I thought I thought was going to be something that they would look to change and maybe free up a little bit, maybe make a little I... bit easier to do. And it's not it's not listed here, so maybe that means that they're not going to do it. Doesn't necessarily mean that they will not, but they're not listing it as something that will that will be coming out. Like instant faultless defense, I feel like is like it's a useful thing. It's just for sure, it's you useful. Just, thing. You just don't you just don't. I don't get it that often. Maybe I should phrase it that way. Uh, so I, I, I would have liked to have seen it maybe become a little bit more useful. Maybe they will. It just isn't mentioned specifically, and that makes me think that it's not something. I, I'm, I'm worried that the fact that, you know, like most people, even at the highest level, are not using it consistently. Yeah. Uh, some players use it sometimes for sure. But as like a consistent answer, you don't, you don't see it yet. <laughs> and I'm thinking, I'm worried that maybe Arxis is like, well, 
we haven't really seen it in tournament play yet. We don't know how strong it is. Maybe we shouldn't touch it. Mm, but the problem right, is it's so right. hard to access that people aren't accessing it often. <laughs> so I'm worried that maybe they're just, you know, in that really weird place of, uh, should we mess with it or should we let the players get better? Because eventually, even as hard as it can be to use right now, eventually people are going to be using it consistently. I mean, yeah. that's just how things go, especially for a yeah. game like Strive, where you're not grinding one-frame combos constantly. You're, you're trying to optimize everything else in your game plan. So yeah. you're, you're practicing you know, your instant block FDs. Like you, you need to have that kind of stuff moving forward. But yeah, I'm worried that maybe they're just kind of not trying to touch it right now because they don't really know. And maybe that's the right choice. I don't know. I'm not yeah. a game dev. The, the only thing that I would like to see them is move it back to three frames like it was in one of the betas. So that's 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 all I would like to see because I mean there are very useful ways like you can fight Anji better you can fight a bunch of characters better with it but holy crap is it hard to do <laughs> yeah yeah it's a, it's a red parry timing yeah it's it's definitely yeah. hard to do so um, yeah I mean that's that's all I was thinking about it was adding a window of you know a frame or two something like that right. not not sure. very much and again maybe still maybe it could happen but it's just not listed here specifically which makes you think that it's not what they're looking at right now. But one of the Look. things I did list was the was the online login time. So they actually they so, did, yeah. Yeah. So I mean, here's an interesting thing, right? They mentioned that we're trying to improve the login time. And then they said that they specifically tested North America login times and it was working great. And I yeah, had a lot the, of here's the phrasing. Okay. Uh, aside from changes to the battles, this update also reduces the time required to authenticate the online server when launching the game. Our tests in North America have confirmed that the update reduces connection time significantly. Right. Now, I had a, I tweeted this out and I was like, this is awesome. And then I had a bunch of people from South America and Europe be like, what about us? Now, the thing about it is it doesn't specifically say it's not doing it for them. Yeah. Because they just said they tested in North America. Yeah. But at the yeah. same time, they don't specifically say they're doing it for everywhere. Let's hope it is everywhere. Let's hope it is everywhere. I, I would imagine it is. I imagine yeah. they specifically said North America because they have an office here. And, <laughs> and also we're Americans really buy the majority of their games. And yeah, we're the biggest yellers. So <laughs> yeah. I would imagine that's why they're like, hey, North America, it's not just for Japan. Okay, you guys can relax and... You know, everybody can shut up. I'm I'm worried that we have a Capcom we fix the netcode situation, an Altimore situation. Mm. Because I just started using Totsugeki. I finally broke down, I was like, whatever, if it blows up my computer, so be it. Like I want to play Strive. And it's like night and day. Yeah. It's like it's it's like a normal video game. You turn it on and within forty five seconds I'm playing. Like it's fantastic. <laughs> I'm worried. They're like, yeah, we fixed it, and instead of taking three minutes, now it takes two and a half minutes. But by fixing it, we also made sure that Totugeki thing doesn't work anymore. Right. I would be so sad. <laughs> I'm, I, I just so I hope that they actually did fix it. Yeah. Please, please. Um. They also said that, that. they definitely. They also said that. Uh, uh, they might have new features added to it, perhaps. However, they did say that the match system updates will be coming in a future patch. So I don't know if they're just gonna... for player match, just for player matches, not for oh, okay, okay, yeah, their says, quote unquote ranked system. We plan to include improvements to the player match system as requested by players in a later update. Okay, but I mean, new features like. 
I still, I still would like to see them have the ability for you to decorate your house and all that stuff like that and gain items. Mm. So instead, when you do go to the player matches, everybody has a unique house kind of thing like that. You know it was supposed to be there because in the very first beta, there was a realtor in the lobby. That's right. Like, you know that the system was supposed to be there and they just ran out of time be it pandemic I, uh, or they bit off more than they could chew kind of thing. So I, I don't want to encourage them to continue doing the style <laughs> ever again. So I hope they never get their house. I hope we never get those items. Hope everyone hates it forever because it needs to go. It's, it just doesn't work. It's a bad system. What if I want to go fishing, but have it be more interesting? Why is the fishing system the worst thing? It's so bad. It's boring. I mean, that's the way that it's always been in all of the Arxis games. You walk up to a fountain, you hit a button, and here's your items. Here's your items. It's always been that way. It's it's never been exciting. Yeah, but it's just, it just feels useless. Just give me random stuff without the fishing part then. Just give me the items. Or, yeah, yeah. either either like have a mini game or whatever. Right. Or just give me the items. Why, and yep. why am I having to press this button over and over again? Just let yep. me like, max it out or whatever. Anyway, that's yep. pretty stupid. That could be fixed very easily, I assume. I don't know anything about it. Uh, as far as the, <laughs> the gameplay stuff goes, my hope continues to be that it's not a giant patch. I still am enjoying the game. I like watching the game. It could use some balancing, right? But not, it doesn't seem to me anyway, like it needs really big system changes at the moment. So I'm hoping Dude, that these don't end up as being big. I'm things. worried. Maybe I'm that real worried they ram blew it. Dude, I agree that with my That would be a bummer. Dude. Like, cause in the, in the, in the exert lobby, you could kick the ball around and then you could even activate the little goal post and like try to have teams shooting the James, ball. That's part the of the side. problem here. They've, they've regressed. It was better right. in the past. Dude, they've like, regressed. They've made these things worse for us. That's part of why I'm so angry. They didn't even stay the same. Dragon Ball, I'm fine with how Dragon Ball works. You get your little dude, you can customize him, and he's cute, and you walk around, you go up to a station, and you go, ranked match, and then it finds you a damn match. I don't have to sit on a station with my sword out and hope that Ju Joe Dude1234 wants to play a two out of three <laughs> side with me. It takes forever to find matches. It sucks. Well, can you just explain before we are done with this what you mean by you hope that they don't Grand Blue it? Oh, yeah. Uh, I really liked Grand Blue. And I think Grand Blue is the only fighting game I stopped playing after a balance patch. Uh, their first balance patch made the game go from pretty exciting. Like, it felt like anime ST, maybe, is like a good way to explain it. Mm. It was very fast-paced and exciting, and characters could do kind of wacky stuff. And then they like neutered the entire cast they took, took away, away a lot of the fun <laughs> they took away a lot of the fun and i was like well i don't want to play delay based netcode and you took off all the fun see you later and i never played it again so I'm, i really hope arxis doesn't grand blue this game it's tough because like i i really like it i get it i get it like i get both sides of this thing right because as hardcore players we all just want the menus we just want ranked we just want all that stuff but again i know so many people who don't enjoy the ranked grind including myself i freaking just play player it. matches you don't have to play ranked okay not i i don't necessarily mean ranked i just I don't like the online experience. It there's nothing. But that has it, nothing to do with the lobby system. It does uh, how because is that there's how nothing. Is that there's just nothing to do. Like you know what I mean? Like there should be progress for everybody as they're doing stuff. You know what I mean? Like that's what's gonna get people to keep playing. 
because, I mean, look at all the research put into phone games and gotcha games to get you to keep playing the damn game, even Those though it's boring as freaking hell. But they have a lot of ways to do that. I feel like fighting game devs haven't done any study of how to keep people playing games because you just, there's nothing to it. Like, there needs to be a feeling of progression. Like, you get to, that's why I want to be able to earn stuff to build stuff in your house, to make your mansion bigger, to put like an attic full of guitars and just guitars because you feel like it, right? NRS games do a great job with that. Exactly. As you keep playing, you'll actually go to the towers. If I wanted to play Minecraft, I'd play Minecraft. I'm here to play fighting games. Dude, someone, someone I know would actually just run the towers on the side, grinding stuff, you know, just to get items to make sounds like they want to play Minecraft or Terraria. That's what they should play. Right? I mean, this is this is what Sorry. I mean. So that's why I like that for... I like what Strive is doing. Again, I, I still stand by the fact that I think the lobby system is a great idea, just really badly implemented. And if it was implemented right, we wouldn't be complaining so much. So, Well, oh well, that's not what happened. We should move on. Hans was waiting on us. All right, sounds good. Uh, I just want to briefly monkey's say pod. that... We like, got monkey's pod. Uh, I don't have any knowledge about how the state that Grand Blue is in, but my understanding is that many players really enjoy it. So I, my, what I've heard is that after that initial balance patch that Tubbo didn't like and a lot of other people didn't like, that things have changed and gotten cool. But I don't know. Just I heard it was like cool, and then another patch took some stuff away again. So yeah. <laughs> anyway, we don't know anything about it. Let's uh, move yep. on by move taking on. a break and bringing on Hanzo Gonzo. All right, be right back, guys. All right, welcome back, everybody, to the Tuesday show. Let's move on to James, our weekly. why are you so short? Now, why is David so tall? What's no, going on? No, we're not Every... short. Is David talled himself Yeah, what are you here? doing, man? Get get your get your life together, David. That's right. I drank the water underneath the tree in Fangorn. What? Anyway, <laughs> bring it on. Right? I know sure. you get the reference, and that's why I brought it up. We have our guest, Hanzo Gonzo, here, who definitely understood what I just said. And here he goes. Hopefully onto the screen. I'm, I'm waiting. <laughs> Anytime. At any moment. There it is. All right. <laughs> See, I'm tall now, too. I'm tall. Oh. tall. What the hell, man? What? <laughs> awesome. Are you standing on a couple boxes? Uh, no, I was standing on... He's doing the crate challenge right now as we speak, yeah, and he's seriously. on the top right now. He's on the very top. Yeah, I put it on my oh, roof. Boy. I did the crate challenge on my roof. Thanks a lot for coming on and having a conversation with us today. It's going to uh, be cool. I, these topics seem incorrect, because I thought we were talking about 18th century mercantilism. Okay, this is... Yeah, dude, what do you want to so, say about 18th yeah. century mercantilism? Do you think that it was a mistake to move on and to take a more capital-focused approach? in later eras or should we have stuck to that previous how do you philosophy? spell that how do you spell mer uh m-e-b-t-a-d so yeah i do think that it was a mistake and i honestly think adam smith should have stuck with the theory of moral sentiments instead of moving on to the only mistake know, was me asking how to come on the show i feel like at that point he didn't you know influence the world to such a degree that it changed the irreparable bully no, you're, you're right. And people oftentimes rip on Adam Smith, misunderstanding, thinking that he is somebody who was like cold and heartless and that. Too oftentimes you know, people about... rip on Adam Smith. 
Yeah. That often happens happen. Do people just it have happens. conversations about Adam Smith? I've had many of them, so I assume everybody else in the world oh, is Jesus like me. Uh, but in in fact, he he it wasn't wasn't like that. He had a more a complete understanding of the fact that although there's this invisible hand of the market, you also need people to take care of other people still, and so the government actually should be involved right. in some ways. Right, anyway, right. I think that uh-huh. was a really interesting aside. Thanks a lot for coming on and talking with us about it. It's been nice having you on the show. Wait, that's I think not... Melty Blood Shields are a zero-sum game. <laughs> <laughs> what a transition. That was an incredible transition. Couldn't have gone any better. Sajam couldn't have segued that well. Von Hornick. <sighs> All right, here's here's what we're going to be talking about today. I don't know. We'll see what we'll see what comes up. Uh, can can you talk to me first of all about what was the thing that made you not just interested in fighting games, but what was what's the thing about fighting games that makes you keep playing them? What what about them is the part that drags you in and really keeps you there? I really enjoy the interaction in between two people and there's like not a lot of outside forces in between those two interactions so you get a really pure like um i don't know back and forth with one other person at you know at at any given time and i really like looking into their brain yeah i really like thinking alongside them in a competitive fashion if that makes sense and to a lesser degree i also like um liking like surprising people with new thoughts that they never thought of and it's very easy to do that with fighting games because you can be a little crazy what what do you mean about that in the fighting game context like what's you know, just that? just uh inventing new stuff like uh having uh wild ideas like never blocking or uh always dp you know <laughs> i was <laughs> like i was literally like just that. gonna say that you mentioned thinking side by side with another person and now i don't think i ever want to play another fighting game again yeah you know how many minds you have to think side by side with there's a lot of them i don't want to think side by side with hanzo i i particularly enjoy also the absence of thinking (laughs) i think it's very (laughs) i think i think not thinking is is very uh very hard to do actually dude it's the it's the it's innovators versus honers man i mean you're just you're putting that (laughs) talking about it straight up there so is that something that you found in fighting games right away, or is it something that you sort of came to as a realization that you enjoyed later on? Uh, probably later on. Like, initially, I don't even know why I really liked fighting games. I guess it was more of, like, just the competitive aspect was, like, just really, like, trying to get better. Like, people beating me a lot and trying to overcome them because my friends would always beat me up in Street Fighter Four, And I was just like, man fuck this. <laughs> I just want to get better. Um, so I, I ended up grinding really hard. And also it was kind of the advent of when I was starting to watch Justin TV. Cause I didn't have, um, mm-hmm. uh, I didn't have cable at the time. And I kind of just typed in video game TV and Justin TV <laughs> came up and I watched mm-hmm. dead space. And then the next game I watched, it was, I, it, I found Justin TV on the launch day of street fighter four, actually. Ooh, and wow. the next game I watched was uh, street fighter four. It was a, a guy named uh, Long Island Guido, and he was playing Sagat, and he was very angry. And he was just making fun of everyone in the chat. How um, many people were watching that, that name? Chat, do you think? Yeah, about like 60 or like 80. It Gigantic. was a lot. 
Gigantic. Huge, yeah, because the Dead Space stream <laughs> at like 150, and that was the number one, right? Absolutely. And you yeah. were like, wait, you can just do this and make fun of people all day? And <laughs> no, I just started watching. I just started watching the, the 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 site because it was it was watching video games. I watched like Let's Plays on YouTube or whatever. I, I mean, was like, it's live. I was like, what the? I mean, that's that's a good question, right? I mean, obviously RTSs and games, you know, like StarCraft Two and stuff, also require a lot of brain power and being able to outthink your opponents, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Was that something you ever dabbled in? And it's just fighting games were just more fun for you, or is there just something about fighting games in particular that scratches some kind of itch? No, I play everything. I, I played a lot of StarCraft growing up. Played a lot of Halo. Trying to think. Um, yeah, like I, I did play a lot of competitive games, especially like once I got internet, which is pretty late in my life. Um, did that start becoming more and more of a thing? Um, so I don't know why fighting games really stuck out. I feel like the community at that point, since I started watching it, and then I started like to be like a stream monster. I was pretty much a lurker at the time. Yeah. Um, I just kind of just followed it, right? I watched like all of the um early street fighter 4 stuff and socal and then east coast and stuff like that um watched some of the early norcal stuff um and i i didn't come out to stuff until 2011 but the, for that two-year period i really was just watching everything like i remember very vividly like um was it uh it was yeb's like tournament was that west coast war zone yes yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, that was uh, like a, the, the hypest shit i've ever seen in my life i was like he could do what i was like <laughs> all these gang combos i was like what in the world that shit was crazy so i had played them online or maybe it was the other yeah one of the one of the two gen players played them online before that happened yeah, yeah. yeah it was one of the two and then when i saw that stuff happening i was like yeah, I already knew. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's I've why, seen this before. That's why when Gen got nerfed in season one, everyone in San Diego were like, we know why Gen got nerfed. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. But so, so in other words, are you admitting us to us, Hanzo, that Aftershock was the event that made you because you were the hero of Aftershock, <laughs> basically? That was such a crazy event. Uh, NorCal versus SoCal Marvel 3. Came give us, down give to us the, a background. Yeah, game, yeah, came down like, to the end, very, very close. But Hanzo was the one who closed it out for NorCal. Yeah, um, that that whole weekend was kind of crazy because that was the first time that I play winner got partnered on Twitch, mm. right? And oh. I think it was one of the first partnered channels. I think it was yeah. number two. Hmm. Um, and my face was on there <laughs> as one of the emotes, and I didn't <laughs> know about it. So, like. Yeah, having that happen and then doing decent <laughs> at Aftershock um, was pretty crazy. And, and like everyone just had a really good time at Aftershock, I felt like. So yeah. I think that was the most important aspect. People like getting together and then like having a really great time playing Marvel and watching it. And yeah. people were just super excited about watching stuff like that. The KOF, not so much. But, you know, the Marvel, <laughs> it was... Uh, it was pretty exciting, I, and all the players were really hyped about it too. I, I love uh, exhibitions that can um, not only promote like natural rivalries in regards yeah. to like regional rivalries, mm -hmm. which are a thing. Um, yeah, less so I guess nowadays. Um, but <sighs> like to have that, and then like to have it like broadcast in such a way, like it's pretty much it was pretty you know um, loosey goosey in form of how we did it. Yeah, yeah. Um, very grassroots. Yeah, <laughs> so, and it was cool. 
So you were already in a moat on I Play Winners channel? Yeah, that day. The the Aftershock day. So was... had you been doing stuff with them before then as well? Uh dude, my memory's so bad from back then. Yes, <laughs> yeah, I, hear you, I yeah. did. Um I was doing I wrote several articles for iPlay Winner um mm. a long time ago, and I did some of their guides. And then um Seg tells, I don't remember this, but Seg says I talked a lot of shit specifically to him about his productions. And I don't remember doing that. And um, (laughs) so he he told me that he would would hire me to do some stuff specifically at at NCR and Eva um, as a way to like tell me to shut the fuck up. And I did well and ended up, you know, going forward. But like, yeah. So so essentially at that point, I was technically a part of the crew to a degree, mm-hmm. okay. but I was more of just a player. You know what I mean? Right. Okay. Uh, explain <laughs> what it is that you have been doing for the last few years. I am a producer over at Tenno Media. Tenno. What does that even thing. mean, though? <laughs> producer. Tenno what is that? What is? What do they oh. do? Producer. I stand around and act very angry and uh, just yell at people and make sure that they do things. Okay. Do you want to do you want to go into it more than that? That doesn't tell us well, anything, man. Describe your job as poorly as possible. You know, it's one of those yeah, memes right. here. Yeah, I come on the clipboard and I yell. Yeah. So, um, essentially, my my main focus is interfacing with the client and making sure that they are all their needs are being met, as well as making sure that the team on the ground or on the internet, as it is nowadays, also Doing has everything job. they need yeah. and. Are meeting the deliverables and stuff like that. Um, <laughs> I mean, look, yeah. Seg always, I, he always says, I do nothing. And now here's Hanzo saying, I do nothing, really. Maybe that's really just what producers do. Maybe they actually just do nothing, right? Have, have you ever played Yakuza Zero? There's a really good quest line. There's a producer quest line, and they just like, they they described the producers standing around with a clipboard, and I was like, damn, they got me. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> Um, well, what's funny about it that is uh well I mean, let me ask you this how long did it take seg to let you take on the producer role <laughs> and did was there training involved um the training was me like i mean honestly i would hate if this ever happened to me if i was like managing someone um <laughs> but um what i did was i just kept assuming responsibilities because i saw things that I could do fine, and I just kept escalating it, honestly, uh, mm. to the point where I would just argue with Seg sometimes during broadcasts, and he'd get really mad. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I, yeah, I just kind of escalated my own responsibilities, sort of. Uh, but yeah, yeah, essentially, I just kind of forced my way to the, to the position. I didn't ask for it. I just kept doing more things um, I mean, as dude- a consequence. Honestly, that's kind of what you're looking for when you're in charge. Honestly, it must have been mad annoying for Seg. I was a little twerp, just fucking, just doing shit that he didn't ask him to do. You know, dude, like, how much you want to bet? Like he's like yelling at you, annoyed, but then when you walk away, a little tear comes out of his eye, and he's like, uh, "This is what zero, I needed." Zero percent. Zero. <laughs> <laughs> I need Seg in the chat now to confirm. So. <laughs> So in in this role, and I mean, it sounds like even before, you have had a lot of experience watching streams, being involved with stream production. Can you talk with me about like your 
your evolution of changes of, of like sort of what you have, what you make, what you think makes a good stream. Is that something that has changed over time? And if so, what does it entail? Not as much as you probably think. I really think that the best streams are in in its essence, it's 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 focusing on having a good time and being entertaining. And um, sometimes that gets lost when you start getting into competitive aspects of games mm. because it gets super serious, right? And rightfully right. so. Like some people yeah. are like training very hard for these things, so they they should have the the most optimal play environment. They should you know be treated with respect that they deserve. But at the same time, you know how many times can you watch like a top eight of just like really 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 serious play before it's like begins to become stale right so and then like if you look at like the the top streamers you guys were talking about a, a few of them earlier but like yeah. a lot of them really focus on being very entertaining that's it yep. they have nothing they have nothing else they want to entertain you either it's via parasocially or it's via actual entertainment right um so um i do think that um when you have more casual like um you know iterations of those competitive environments that's when you start getting a lot of fun streams uh you see it a lot there, there's a there's many examples of it in the fgc because i think fgc embraces it a bit more but there's other stuff in like esports like um home story cup i think is a is, is a good example where it's like a, a bit more casual and the production isn't bad right yeah um it just it just focuses more on that that style of right. uh, I mean entertainment I feel like one of the best examples of that in the FGC, not even just tournament, but just standard stream is like Smug the Beast, right? I mean, Smug obviously is, not only is he good, and he's good, and that's why a lot of people are there, but they stay because he's hilarious and super entertaining, right? I mean, he's he's so charismatic as a, as a person, I feel like. Yeah, and I, I think um, I think people come into the scene, or I think I, I shouldn't say in the scene because it's a problem everywhere. I think people come into like gaming, and they have this like very weird um, like esports centralized idea of what makes content. Like this is what it is, and if you stray from that, you're a fucking idiot. And like, <laughs> and they're very you know like uh, resolute in that, and they they'll go everywhere and bash everyone that's not in their little ball but like i feel like if you do that like it's like every time i see that every time i see like someone like this is what the fgc needs or like this is what esports needs i'm always just like no <laughs> i don't think it really does <laughs> it only does need that i think i think everything's fine to, to a degree uh we just need to you know uh refine it a bit well what do those refinements look like in your mind uh i think i think um my big thing at the moment is is getting more communities involved, I think. Um, not just like North America, Japan, mm. South America. I think that like Africa has a really big scene. I think the Middle East has a really big scene for a lot of games. Um, yeah. And expanding them to stuff like that and getting those promoted for the world tours and stuff is really important. And making sure that they get the same shine as something as like NA, right? Um, I, I really want to push that because I think those scenes um you know they've been they've been existing as long as ours has right yeah. um but you know the the disparity is like very clear right um 
And like you see, you see so many examples of it in the modern day of scenes just having incredibly strong players, but they just weren't given the opportunity. Mm-hmm, Pakistan mm-hmm. with Tekken is a very easy example, right? Yeah. Yep. Um, for sure. Dude, so Mexico like, and Super Turbo, like they were yeah. winning, like they're like winning all these events. Yeah, yeah. So like I think those are like really important areas where like I think people really focus on like very selfish desires to like venerate like 10 people to having a full-time career for something rather than focus on venerating like people that probably need it <laughs> like you know um uh, yeah it's like people really focus on you know 10 million dollar price pool oh you know shit like that when it, it doesn't like really affect it like look at the dota scene uh, as a whole like you know it's pretty small if you're talking about competitive Dota, it's pretty mm-hmm. small, and they have a huge prize pool. It's because that prize pool is so centralized in that area that it's like incredibly small. The fighting game community is not small; like the competitive scene is huge right. in comparison to uh, a lot of these other games. So, like, it, ha- it has a lot of different problems. Um, so, like, I think like venerating those um, that don't have a lot of shine will naturally increase their desire to watch other things and grow the scene as a whole, you know, rising tide and all that stuff. I mean, I, th- I agree. And I think that would be great too, but you know, for somebody in your position, you're, you're a producer who's working on a stream. You're not working on like the community's streams, right? Like you have a stream coming up, say, uh, and, and in doing that, like you want it to be as watched as possible. Where, what's what, how do you sort of work the interplay between this desire to like have your event be as fancy as it can be 10 million dollar prize pool whatever it be or 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 i said and the desire for the scene to be repped and all boats rising up and what's the what's the back and forth there it's hard um because at the end of the day if i'm uh if i'm working at an event that event has the priority i don't i don't care what that event is to a degree even if i disagree with the entire premise of the event um my job is to make sure that event right. goes as smoothly as possible and as, as best as possible. So like, even if like, for example, I'm working on like a, you know, a really big tournament and their, their prize payout, I don't technically agree with, it doesn't matter at the end of the day, because the job is to broadcast it, you know, yeah. um, and make sure that it, it runs smoothly. Um, now I can talk to them about it or maybe, you know, on a later date but at that time like it doesn't matter so that's why like clients like who the client is is very inconsequential to me just Mm -hmm. purely because i'm not the only one on the project because we have a lot of other people on the project and they're also getting paid so me fucking that up means that other people aren't getting paid so i want (laughs) to not fuck that up as much as possible because it's uh you know employing other people right of course, yeah. I, I don't mean to suggest that you should like purposely make the streams worse with, uh, with the goal of like making other streams also good. Like I, I don't mean that. I mean like it, when you, when you're trying to do both, like when you're trying to have a stream be as good as possible and also like sort of lift up the rest of the scene. Uh, how do you go about doing that? Um, just uh, it's hard to talk about. I guess, um, like. Basically, just taking your 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 thoughts and morals and trying to apply it as much as you can to 
the pre-production and like the pre-stages mm. of that like the planning because like during is during you know yeah so it's not changing it's, and like i have a set of like you know uh very sh- like strict guidelines that you know i go by in regards to like players having like very very um high priority in regards to their play environment and stuff like that yeah. and uh making sure that they're all good and and you know like i i don't like when i see players complaining on social media about stuff that's like easily fixable because like then i can just go fix it um if it's <laughs> happening because yeah. you know I, I you know i see that sometimes at other events and they just don't get fixed right like um I don't want to blow you up, but like, you know, <laughs> there, there's some stuff that happens and you're like, why isn't no one paying attention to right. that versus Twitter? Like yeah. no one reading it. So like just paying attention, I guess, is, is the easiest thing just so you can make everyone feel uh, good and, and reacting to all the blow ups that happen. Because like productions are so hard in regards to just random shit happening. <laughs> like um, it, it's it, it would blow your mind to to think of the amount of things that can go wrong yes. that you can't even control. Like it it's the list goes on like it's it's it's, it's never about i always tell every so that west coast war zone that you were talking about that was run by happy tang and uh and uh and uh john rog and they were and happy tang was like oh we got to we're gonna be better than everyone out there and everything like that and after the whole thing was over john rog was like man i have so much more respect for people who run events and you know i told him (laughs) i told him i was like it's not about how it's not about preventing fires it's about how fast you react to them right i mean that's that's what it is you can't avoid the fires from happening so it's it's crazy i mean yeah i think you were one of the first Tenno was one of the first group that had the the philosophy of bring two of everything right so if if one dies you have a backup (laughs) yeah we had um a final round one year i think um i forget i think it was street fighter 4 still um the the there's an hdmi cord that just died which is pretty rare for an hdmi cord just to die but it was the main hdmi cord to us from the stream and so that was like a really big deal in the middle of a match now we had it set up so the players weren't affected, but at the same time the stream was effective. And I think weren't one of y'all on commentary? Probably. Oh, David's David, what happened? We didn't hear me? what you just said. I I did radio commentary for yeah, it. Yeah, that's what it was. Oh, yeah. that's right. Yes. So, um, that's that was so fun actually. But yeah. bummer. <laughs> yeah, so we had to to fix that real quick, but like thankfully we had an extra HDMI cord. But I actually kept that HDMI cord as a reminder that Oh wow. Huh. <laughs> well, I threw it away, but uh, cool. recently, but, okay. um, <laughs> I thought it'd be I the past, cleaning out your closet. Well, yeah, I had to move twice, so you know. Yeah. Um, but you know, stuff breaks. Yeah, you, you gotta be prepared yeah. for it. And thankfully, we have Spencer, who's uh, a big nerd. So okay. yeah, for sure. <laughs> no, no. Yeah. Talk to me. Obviously, pandemic and everything. As a producer, talk to me how the transition has been from producing all these offline events to now just like online events. You guys are doing ICFC, you have all this practice doing all sorts of global events and stuff. Has the transition been really hard or does it is it actually surprisingly easier than expected? Um, for the big shows, like stuff like Evo and like really like important things, it's a little bit more stressful just because um, you're not there and you can't react in the same time because we utilize not only um, us in um, California, but we have two other studios in Japan and uh, London. So 
um, like when when they're broadcasting, I can't you know go up behind them and be like change this. You know, I have to like type <laughs> to them and hope they they see it if they're not like mm. doing something else. So like. Um, and I can't tell technically what's happening all the time, like in the control room, like I'm not on their comms and stuff like that. So it, that in that regards, I, I feel like it's a little stressful um, just because I, I have so much practice doing that at offline events. But sure. at the same time, um, doing the productions online, like once we transitioned, like I mean, it's going to be two years now um, coming up. Um, you know, it wasn't that bad. Um, and, and we we can really um, produce pretty similarly uh, structured events um, via um, like our online stuff just because we had a lot of practice with the, a lot of the Bud Lights and the Geico stuff that mm -hmm. we did in the previous as well as like, um, you know, um, just having a TO team that, you know, because we a lot of our stage managers were just straight up TOs uh, and bracket runners that... Um, they had a lot of experience with that. So them transitioning to running online tournaments was pretty seamless as well. So, and then, then we had ICFC come up as well, keeping everyone pretty, pretty, you know, limber in regards to uh, <laughs> running brackets and broadcasting. So like, it's been pretty smooth transition and a lot of our partners um, were able to hold, um, you know, productions that same year. Even uh, we even transitioned uh, that extra live stream in 2020, we transitioned fully to online within like a week or two. Mm -hmm. um, and that was like 12 games and doing all this crazy stuff. Um, so, um, yeah, it was pretty, it was pretty seamless. We, we were preparing for it because um, we were at Evo Japan alongside y'all. And that's when we first heard about, well, we heard about it a little bit before because of Obama. Um, right. yeah. But um, that's when, that's when we started to fully realize that it was becoming a thing, right? Yeah. Because, because like at the venue, people were talking about it. They're like, put your mask on and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. Um, and that was, that was in January thing. of 2020 for people. Yeah. Yeah. Who yeah. weren't there. So we, so we start first started to, to understand stuff like that was happening. And so we kind of started to make some preparations. We didn't realize obviously the extent, the extent. um yeah. but uh we were preparing for like stuff in like asia maybe to go online and stuff but hmm. so i mean uh, sorry if i'm asking back-to-back -back questions here but i mean obviously some people have been talking about this online about even after the pandemic is over we should stick with the online stuff you know what's your thought on that as a producer do you feel like the online stuff so, you know you were talking about rising tide everything all this stuff you know icfc has been awesome for eu because we're finding players in russia and israel and you know there's just awesome players everywhere do you feel like that the sentiment is correct that we should stay focusing on online tournaments or what do you feel like after the pandemic is over uh, I don't see why there can't be both. <laughs> I don't know. Okay. I, I think I think online has a has a has a service because not everyone can travel to offline. Offline was a is was a purview of the young for a long time just because of like it being on a Wednesday or something, you know, for sure. Wednesday night, Thursday night, like like what like salary man's gonna stay up to two a.m. <laughs> on Thursday night, you know. Um, so like uh, I think I think having the the online is definitely a thing that's going to happen moving forward, just as a result of the pandemic. Even if it goes away tomorrow, right? It doesn't matter. People people really enjoy the online aspects. But 
I don't I don't think that discounts the the notion for offline. I think offline majors has a has uh, there's a huge desire for those. Yeah, We're going to see that yeah. with CEO. CEOs constantly, people like canceling and constantly selling it out, right? Frosty's is uh, doing pretty well, it looks like, too. Yeah. Um, so, like, uh, there's a huge desire for people to, to get out and, and play offline, hopefully safely. Um, but, um, you know, so I, I think that we'll probably, what, what I thought about when we are going into the pandemic is that I was going to kill a lot of majors, and I don't think that's really the case. I think it's just reduced the need for regionals, maybe. Uh, mm. I just think regionals are probably not going to be a thing, and it's going to move more towards straight-up locals and majors, um, yeah. which um, I don't know if is a good thing, but I think regionals are just being replaced with the online tournaments mm, because right. they kind of are yeah. regionals, if you think about it. Interesting. Yeah. Um, and... Um, yeah, I think online is great as long as the game can function online. I think it's a, I think it's a good fit for it. But you know, most games couldn't function online um, properly before uh, you know some rollback games come out. So yeah, uh, you were talking earlier about the FGC as compared to something like Dota. Um, I, I wasn't aware. I, I, my conception was that Dota was like way bigger, but I don't know. Maybe not. Um, in any case. What do you what do you what do you feel is the is the hindrance for the FGC in terms of viewership, right? If you're if it's your conception that like the FGC does have a lot of players compared to them, um, we're getting our butts kicked by. Well, I don't, I don't think Hanzo meant players overall. I, mean, I think he meant our competitive scene is bigger than theirs because those there's like twenty five teams that are professional, whereas our tournaments uh, have four thousand okay. entries. The, the sort of the sort of narrow definition of of professional, yeah, yeah com- like yeah. actual competitive. Players that were playing in like competitive matches, like in right? TI and stuff. Okay, all right. Yeah, because yeah. Dota definitely has way more players than any fight. Okay, that's what I thought period. for sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But uh, I mean, all right. I, same I guess question though. I'm I mean, so curious about the question. Relevant. Yeah. Yeah. Uh huh. How to raise um the the best way to raise viewership is to make better games. That's straight up mm. uh, the only way you can do it. As long because like look at Strive in comparison to Xrd. <laughs> Like Strive had a lot of marketing behind it, and a lot of people were having a lot of fun with it when it first came out, and um, that meant that influencers had fun with it. That meant that drove viewers from them to it. Like, and that's the only way you're going to increase the viewers is getting new eyes on the game. And the only reason you're going to get new eyes on the game is new games and them actually being good. So, um, the at a certain point, there's there's nothing like. Aside from paying for views, uh, like um, like paying like someone to co-stream or something, you know. Um, I thought you were gonna blow someone up. They pay for views, like I was just waiting. I was like, <laughs> no, like, oh, no, do it. You know, like having like paying like uh, Miss Gift to to watch the tournament or something. Um, you know, other than doing something like that, like there's no real way that you're gonna have new people discover it aside from making the games really good. Like, hmm. uh, I think I think when you see games being really good, and there's a lot of like positive talk. There's a lot of uh, you know like um, support on Twitter and like like people being very excited about a game, and you'll see that people will naturally want to play it, and that will just increase the views naturally. You know. Do you, Do you have any thoughts on like whether there needs to be in more innovation in the FGC for streaming, or if not? I don't know. You, you seem pretty positive about it before. Yeah, give us if, ideas. On if those. yes, Innovation. what should we be doing? Ideas. Give it to us. <laughs> um, 
I think everything's perfect. Uh, yeah. No, um, I mean, obviously, I think some things should change, but at the same time, like, uh, I'm not gonna say I'm to to the the details, but I think um, I think just refining the um, player experience and making sure that that is seamless, as well as making giving the viewers additional things to consume. Uh, other than just matches is also another avenue that can be improved on. Um, yeah. My last question is, what's your problem with orcs, buddy? I don't like them. Why? I don't like them. I don't want to have sex with orcs. I also don't want to have sex with robots, but no one seems offended by that. I mean, there's more robots things that you can do with orcs and robots than have sex with them. Like yeah, but I don't. Yeah, I just but... don't want to have sex with them. Well, and... Okay, but like, what's your problem with them otherwise? Is that it? Do you need another with? reason? Yeah, that's my I, question. Do, do you only like things they, you can have sex with? Yeah, they that's what are right. very angry overall, and they uh, they throw javelins at me, and it's uh, very specific. They, yeah, javelin. You know, they crush. Oh, very specific answers. I yeah. uh, appreciate the. <laughs> Robots were just, I just, you know, I'm not attracted to robots. I have nothing against robots. There's some attractive yeah, robots, robots out there, man. There's some attractive robots out there, I'm telling you. Yeah, so. but it's just not my thing. But I like robots. I agree. I agree are on both attracted, counts. Are you attracted to your microphone, Hanzo? Why? You're so close I'm just curious. I just, you, yeah, you're I very close to it. I have to be close to it because this is a very sensitive microphone. And, and, oh, no. Yeah, oh, okay. I get it. Yeah, All right. I, I'm just, you know. Hey, nice shirt, by the way. All right. Well, look, Thank I just you. want to say that master in the in the Black Widow movie. That's my question for you. Don't get me started. I want to get you started. What did you think? Let's go. I I didn't like it. <laughs> I clearly didn't like it. <laughs> it was horrible. Uh, it's never it's never becoming uh, the Taskmaster that I know and love. So. I, I, I think that there's an out to it because she was trained in the Taskmaster protocol. Maybe it was named after another Taskmaster that already existed. So maybe they have an out to actually I, do it. I wish I could be as optimistic. I know, right? <laughs> all right. I, well, I think we asked you this last time. I'm glad my favorite characters. I think, I think we, uh, <laughs> we, we, we asked you this last time, but where did Hanzo Gonzo come from? Hanzo was... Um, from Hattori Hanzo, I misspelt it. And then oh, right, um, yeah. I tried to find a word in the thesaurus that was um, an allegory or uh, a synonym to weird, and Gonzo came up and it rhymed. So <laughs> It's a pretty good answer, actually. Yeah. You know? How old were you when you weird came up with Hanzo. that? Uh, I was like 12, I think. Pretty good job for a 12-year-old, I'll be honest. Yeah, because previously uh, my name was my brother's name on Xbox because we had one account. Yeah. Oh, you were like... And his name was Pee Pee Poo Poo Man. <laughs> no, it was Midget74 because that was his name. That was close. I was close with Pee Pee Poo Poo Man. You actually were close. All right, congratulations, everybody. We did it. I learned today yep. that I actually feel the same about orcs and robots as Hanzo Gonzo does. They're act they're actually great, which you admitted. No. You just you just don't want to have sex with them, but they're great otherwise, which no, I'm fully on board angry. with. I'm they're fully on board with both points. Said Congratulations. Yeah, I appreciate exact which is a positive. Spores they crush certain, it all the time. There's spores in certain fandoms. They're crushing it out there. With all these spores? 
Anyway, congratulations to both of us for having the same opinions on orcs and robots. Goodbye. 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 Pretty cool that we feel the same way about it. Uh, you know, it's cool. Mercantilism. <laughs> Thanks a lot for coming Spell on. Spell that. Bye bye. I'm leaving Hanzo here so he can still debate between orcs and <laughs> I kicked him out of the kid. out of the Discord. Oh, okay. Jesus, okay. Get okay. out of here. Man, all right. Talking about spores with David. Yeah. I mean, in case people don't remember, Aftershock was something a long time ago that was put on. Nobody remembers. 10 yeah, when nobody, it was started. In case they don't remember? Yeah. It, nobody because, remembers. Because you guys don't remember, Aftershock <laughs> yeah. was an event put on by Ultra Chen and 10 together. And we teamed up to put on that event. It was a totally small event. The, the 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 a bunch of FGC guys at uh, Tenno started because of Aftershock. That's crazy. Wow! So Ultra Dang. Chen started Tenno, and we get nothing. Wow! That's Dang. messed up. That's Look, super messed up. The thing about wow. it was, I still remember. Right, I'll, it see, was, I'll contact my lawyer, David. It can was, you it, handle this? Um, <laughs> no. <laughs> Due to conflict of interest. Damn. I saw. I it, it was Fun. in Santa Barbara. The Santa Barbara FGC got us a venue there for free, basically. And we just asked all these people to come over and hang out. Some of them had to have hotels or whatever. And so we tried to cover it for everyone. We tried to give everyone the tiniest amount of money uh, on, uh, you know, for participating and stuff like that. It's very straightforward production. Still remember it cost me a few thousand dollars to run that event. <laughs> it sure so, did. <laughs> production is a... <laughs> is tough <laughs> it sure did not easy to do all right well again thanks a lot to hanzo gonzo for coming on here high five let's move on to the next one it's right. the five five matchup so where... we talked we... oh yeah go ahead no i was just wooing for the five five oh, matchup okay. it's, that was it it's we like, talk about uh this with hanzo but i'm actually curious what you guys think on this topic over here you know about the idea of once the pandemic is over what do you think the role of offline versus online should be should we reduce the number of offline events is wednesday night would wednesday night fights be better off and nlbc better off just continuing to be online instead of being at you know the the venues etc etc what do you what do you guys think uh i believe well i that's a, a rough question because i think we still need in-person locals and for a lot of people wednesday night fights and, and nlbc would be their their weekly it would be their local yeah um and the reason i believe that i actually went over this on my stream on monday uh, yes. Wow, that was yesterday. Yesterday, uh, I think if you start, if you everybody talks about FGC as grassroots, 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 grassroots. If you look where the roots start, the roots start at locals. So if we get rid of locals, we're tearing what makes a scene special up from the from the from the ground. It's not what it would be anymore. And and obviously, something else would grow in its place, and the FGC would would live on. But the grassroots would be gone at that point. Um, without locals, you're, you're not going to have a 10 without locals. You're not going to have a spooky or, you know, et cetera, et cetera, level up, so on and so forth. These TOs don't just pop up. They aren't just people that are like, Oh, I'm just going to do this out of nowhere. No, it's because they have tons of experience, usually starting with locals. And then they're like, Oh, well 
I did this, now I want a regional. Oh, regional went well, now I'm going to run a, a, a major. So I just uh, I, I think that we, we shouldn't get rid of, of, of locals. But also, I agree with Hanzo uh, that we don't necessarily need the regionals like we did before. We don't need regionals like yeah. we did before. Locals are, are, are still valuable. Locals, very much. locals are still extremely valuable, but maybe we don't need the regionals like we did. Or, you know, like those can probably take a backseat. This conversation, I see. Oh, Tobor skedaddled, it sounds like. Um, hopefully he comes back. Uh, and what? he does. What? Anyway, he's fine. Oh. The Discord was weird. Oh, so. Okay. Uh, it's not. This is not just an SF5 conversation. I see Majin Obama in the chat saying that it's just something that SF5 players bring up. Uh, this is a conversation that uh, folks in the NRS community have been having for a long time. I've heard from the KI community as well. And the reason for that is that those scenes have had good online for a long time at this point. Yeah. And so even before the pandemic, the question was, is do we need locals? The question was not, do we need like offline majors? Like Nobody was talking about that, but... Do you need locals at all? Do you need to be in person other than at a major? Um, and so this is this is definitely like a longer term question, especially for games that do have good online. And my own preference certainly is to continue to have offline locals. Those are important to me, and it's a big part of why I got into the scene. And it's a big part of what I care about. It's not absolutely important. Like here I am a year and a half into a pandemic of not having locals, and it's okay. I would rather have them, but here I am still. So I don't think that they're that they're absolutely vital, but I would really like to have them enough that like Shankar and um, to a lesser extent, I was doing some organizing for MK locals uh, here in LA for a little while before the pandemic. Right, um, yeah. Those are those are things that that I care about. So I mean, I I definitely want to continue having that. I don't know that it needs to be the case that the focus should be as as almost exclusively on offline as it was before the pandemic. Before that, you just didn't look at online events as being serious. And I mean, that's again, that's even true for MK and Injustice. For the KI scene was maybe one of the couple, KI Skullgirls, maybe just a couple of games that had good enough online that you could take the online play serious in the same sort of way. Um, but, you know, our, we, we, we focused on offline almost to the exclusion of offline, of of focus on offline almost to the exclusion right. of online i that's too much that's too much i definitely want to continue having large you know weekly and monthly online events things yeah. like the online local that were there before have grown up big time nlbc yeah. being online wednesday night fights being online those those tournaments get to reach way more people that's great and i would love to see those things continue but i would also love to see there be an offline version of those things. It would be nice if there was like an offline Wednesday night fights and why not also an online Wednesday night fights. I mean, like why case, not have both case in point, Chris CCH. We'll talk about him a little bit who qualified for Capcom cup this weekend during the, you guys didn't get to see this online, but we interviewed him uh, afterwards and it'll be shown on the next no neutral, I believe. But he actually in spoilers for the interview credits the online Wednesday night fights for his ability to grow because he got to play every single week and he said he didn't miss any of them. So it was something that, you know, he credits you. So the online obviously has a lot of value. Now, here's yeah, a crazy idea. What if the locals have an online machine 
that people can go play online from there against yeah, other this people. This is something we've talked about before. and <laughs> Or or you make the joke that like, okay, people from home get to play on PC on high def monitors, but people in person get to play on uh, PS4. Right, yeah. But whatever. Yeah. Like, uh, you know, that's I don't know that that satisfies anybody. Maybe in the future, there could be games that are specifically designed with that thing in mind. I don't even know if I want that, but like maybe at that point, with the current things we have going on, I don't think that that would be reasonable. Yeah, either you do it on online or off. There's no, we don't need to accommodate both. Yeah, like a, a big draw to online is that you don't have to go anywhere. Like that's a huge yeah. draw to it. <laughs> and, and even more than that, not just that you don't have to, but that if going somewhere is not feasible for you, it's late, it's far, whatever it may be, then it would just kind of defeat the purpose to have an offline online <laughs> event. Yeah. I mean, again, you know, me doing the ICFC for Europe has actually, I mean, we don't get a lot of views, unfortunately, on the, the Europe one. Um, but for me, like, it's been absolutely just a joy to see players from Israel, you know, Kudo Kich Dude, from Russia. I wanted to bring that up. You're talking about Yemeni from from Israel? Right, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. A former, former Injustice 2 uh, Oh, is he an NRS player? Oh, yeah, he was, that's he has, awesome. he has been. He has been a but super. He's not the only player. one though. There's three players from Israel that show up uh, at the ICFC, you know, which is really really cool. And you know, we got mm-hmm. players from Belgium, we got players from all over the place in the EU area, and I think that's really really cool. So, uh, in fact, uh, there was one player from Morocco, and I was like, oh. And someone's like, he's a KOF player. Oh, no, his name was like V-Strike something, which is a Leona move. And I was like, he probably is friends with Frianel, who lives in Morocco. And it turns out I think they're all part of the same group and stuff like that. So, yeah, it's it's really, really cool. Uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, he was the Green Arrow, yeah. Is is it the, yeah, I think it's like spelled. Y-A-M-I-N-I. Yeah, yeah something like that. Or yeah, maybe so. two N's, yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, he's an excellent Ramathal player, so he got fourth. And it's cool because we're getting that crossover from a lot of games, too. So it's it's actually really neat. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, yeah I mean, we, should, we, should, we, we need both, right? Like, we need both online events and we need offline events. And I don't... I, if, if there's any change to be made between now or whenever the pandemic ends and before... It's that I don't want to have online be as much of a sideshow as it was before. No. It should be a little bit more important than it was before. But we still need to have both, of course. One of the questions that I, I was thinking about, though, was that, you know, you know, Hanzo's talking about how locals help promote people get into, you know, bigger spaces and things like that, too. But one of the interesting things about this is that Wednesday Night Fights... NLBC, they've kind of split the country in half and just kind of taken those halves of the country. Uh, if... Does it feel like then that Wednesday Night Fights and NLBC might actually cannibalize all other potential online streams and it's really just them? And, you know, whereas locals allow all the different scenes to grow and create their own streamers and content creators and all this stuff, that having them be online and being able to take up an entire half a country, do you feel like that that's a problem or do you think that that's inconsequential? Oh, I think it's a positive thing. I mm. think it's a good thing that those players have a bigger pool to play against. I think that's part of the draw to having online tournaments is you don't have to limit it to the people within your city. 
Assuming but, that your netcode right, is right. good, right? But but I'm talking about from other streamers' perspective. This just means that you won't be able to run an online tournament because no one's going to care about yours because NLBC exists and you can. That's play just it, it's right? just on a particular day, right? If you try to compete with that tournament at that time in that place, you're probably going to lose in terms. Well, of to be fair, the way Wednesday Night Fights and NLBC runs now, they run like three or four days a week. <laughs> that's re- it's real hard to avoid per, them per game per game yeah right? per like, game different, that's, that's different true, games yeah. per different nights so if but you'd also, like to have I think like the online local is proven that you yeah. don't have to be one of those i was just gonna to... bring it up dude i think that's yeah. the perfect perfect example yeah they run an event that's they they both do uh, uh monday east coast ones mm-hmm. and then friday west coast ones and yeah i mean they get a bunch of people playing on those things i watch the i watch the monday one regularly they have a lot of fun there super super fun uh, streams that they run in addition to having really top level players. Uh, so if you don't watch those, I really recommend it. But yeah, the the point is that that exists. NLBC also exists. Wednesday Night Fights exists. There's a ton of other regionals. I mean, lots of are players talking- are putting tournaments together. I, I don't know. I, I'm I'm not worried about any single event having such dominance that it would blow anything yeah, else in the water, out of the water. Also, we got our salaries leaked. None of us are making money off this. Who cares? Run your online event, man. You're just doing it for fun anyways. Absolutely. Jesus. <laughs> That's just the honest truth. All right, all right. Uh, anything, we move on. Anything else we'll you want to say? On. Move on. Nope. All right, let's do this. Let's go to the poll for the viewer 5-5 matchup. I will start bringing, I'll start creating the poll right now. But, David, if you want to, feel free to read off the questions that we have here. Okie dokie. Question number the first. Do you think a commend system like in other multiplayer games would work in fighting games, a genre that's almost entirely 1v1? If so, would it make ranked more bearable? Number two, when are we going to get an over 45 or older at heart, quote, old person league, quote, in America, like the JP OG League? Do we need one? Number three, as more people are... Hey, David, sorry to distract you, but... uh... Because of all of our password changes, Mooba, I need the token. Do you have a token for me? <laughs> Bummer. Yeah, for sure. One sec. Let me put it into the Discord. <laughs> Let me put Sorry. it into the Discord here. No, no. It's, I didn't think about that before either. Yeah, I totally... I was just like, oh boy. Okay. Yeah, okay. okay. Oh, you know, we had to make it. it happen. Yeah. Number three, it's- as more people are enjoying or taking online play seriously, should fighting game devs shift to focus more on online multiplayer models like Brawlhalla or LOL or stick with offline single-player model like Smash or Mortal Kombat? Let's say doing both is not possible due to budget. Number four, CFN's monthly stats now include some win-loss stats by online rank groups. Do you think this data is useful? What gameplay stats or data would you like to see for games moving forward? Five, with the advent of weekly online tournaments, why haven't we seen games use lobbies to simulate the local experience? For example, Gu- Guilty Gear setting up a special can-opener lobby on Tuesdays for participants to play together in friendly matches. Number six, do you think some games should have built-in systems for team battles? Things like maintaining health, meter, etc. between matches to make it more organic? Kind of how in Smash Crew Battles, remaining stocks per player is carried over between matches. All right, there's your questions, your list right there, one through six. Do you have the poll set up? Yep, exclamation mark one or exclamation mark two, three, four, five, six, et cetera, et cetera. If you are a subscriber, you can vote twice. That is the thing. That is a thing that you are able to do. So go ahead and start voting in the chat. And uh, can you, can somebody explain what a commend system is by any chance? I don't even know what that is. 
I don't know, man. I'm Googling it right now. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's fair. Oh, well, oh a, a command system? Sorry, I can explain that. Okay. Uh, it's literally just a system where you play someone, and then afterwards you can rate them good or bad. You can commend them, or you can just not say anything, or you can defer them in some games. Like, I feel like that um, would just create a lot of people hating on people just because they lost to them. Yeah. Right? Well, I mean, we can answer are... that if, if that comes up. We should probably shouldn't. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> Never mind. Wow, this is not what I was expecting the poll to go. All right, let's do this. 10 seconds, 9 seconds, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, Three, two, one, and we are done. The winners are going to be questions number two and five. Mm-hmm. Questions two and five. Like I said, not what I was expecting at all. All right. Uh, well, let's start with number two then, I guess. So number two to remind you is, when are we going to get an over 45 or older at heart old person league in America? like the Japanese OG League. Do we need one? An old person league. What do you guys think? Uh, I think we don't need one in America. Okay. I don't, I can't, I can, I can literally on my hand count the people that I know that are 45 or older in the FGC right now. Like there's, there's very few. Uh, obviously, Obviously, when things you're not forty five, forty five. Yeah, you're forty four. This is forty five or older. You don't you don't get involved you're in not, that buck. You're not an old person. Sorry, you're not in yeah, the league. You're not in the old person about? League you're not I'm, in the league. I'm forty five years old. I thought you were forty four. I'm pretty sure you're forty four. Are you messing with this right now? I was old man? born in 1976, which was forty five years ago, and my birthday's in February. I'm pretty sure you were born in 1977. Are you guys messing with me, dude? (laughs) I really thought you were 44, not 45. Uh, I thought you were 44 as well. All right, fine. So you're in the old person league. So then, yeah, sure, you get in there. Then you added what I still, on one hand, can count the amount of 45 or olders in the FGC that compete. Like, it's just, it's not needed yet. It will in, like, 10 years. I'm sure in like 10 years, there's going to be plenty fewer of than that. I'll be there in fewer than 10 years. <laughs> that, that's mm-hmm. what I'm saying. So there'll be maybe. Yeah, then. But right now, we absolutely don't need it. We're, we're all still too young. OK, well, James included. I mean, let's not maybe focus on the exact age. Maybe it's 40 or maybe it's 35 or whatever the age is. Do you think sure. that there should be a league that's more specifically for players who are older? I mean, the, the fact of being older is not the important part. It's like, you got a, you got a job, you got family, you got things to do, you just don't have as much time to nah. play. Nah, I don't think so. I don't, I don't mm-hmm. like that. I, I love the open bracket in the FGC. I don't like separating by age or disability or gender or anything. Like, I, I mean, I'm all for, like, putting events out for people that don't have the same vision as everyone else in the FGC, but in like normal ass brackets, like I wouldn't, I dude, I wouldn't compete in a 35 or a 45 or a 55 or older bracket. I'm going to play with the kids, you know, like I don't, I, just, I, I don't, I don't like that discrepancy. I mean, 
we're already doing it. Super Turbo tournaments exist, man. Like third strike tournaments <laughs> Super exist. Show. Super like, show at Evo. Everybody was thirty plus in top eight. Right. I mean, we had the tournament of champions, right? I mean, like I feel like that's already exists. So I no, mean, honestly, I mean, even in even in SF five, there yeah, was a I Japanese know. tournament um, maybe a year or two ago where the average of the top eight was in the late thirties. As average so, top eight age. So, so yeah, and I guess edit. that's another reason why I think we don't need it because the old men are c- keeping up with the 19 year olds. Like it's not the, the, the reduction of your reaction timing. Isn't so ridiculous when you've been doing it for 20 years. Right. Like it, it's not, it's not that bad as people try to make it out to be. For yeah. sure. I mean, uh, you know, Canadian Ed in the chat is saying the concept of the OG League isn't exactly just age. You know, the players can't be pros. They have to have been involved in the FGC scene in a support capacity, and the players are still really, really good compared to most ranked players. The idea uh, was to recapture the super competitive and egging each other on atmosphere of the arcades and cutting the true top competitors out of the running, basically. Yeah, I mean, I look, I think it would be cool, you know, to have an old man kind of tournament but you know like obviously because i'm an old man and it it would be the same thing as like having a commentator cup except now it's just for the old men who don't get a chance to shine as much anymore like you guys don't know that Tom and Tony Cannon were excellent at Alpha 2 and, and, you know, a bunch of these other games. In fact, Tom Cannon was one of the premier U.S. Bridget players in Cal- California during Guilty Gear XX, right? Like, he was really a, a strong Bridget player. Like, these things, don't, people don't even know these days that Combo Fiend is one of the greatest fighting game players of all time. They just think of him as the functions guy from Capcom, and that makes me so mad. So well, the only I'm not sure that people even think about Combo Fiend anymore. What about that, James? How you have to be yeah, old enough to see to know say... who Combo Fiend is, huh? What about that? <laughs> yeah, that's a real thing. <sighs> yeah, <laughs> and James is gone. Yeah, I don't know. I it just sounds to me then it's like an amateur bracket <laughs> for people with full time jobs. Like yeah. again, yeah, no, no. like I don't I don't think we really need it. Yeah. Maybe it's like a cool invitational, like that's that's cool. Yeah, yeah. That's but we don't need a whole be, yeah. league based around nah, it. Not at nah, all. No, nah. It'd just be fun exhibitions like we did for the commentator. Yeah, right. That, it's just, that, it's that'll, fun... Yeah, that would be really cool. That'd be a cool yeah. thing. That's just all it is. So yeah, I, think, I, I, I wouldn't. Think, I, I think it would be nice to have something, maybe not uh, as, as formalized as a league, but like to have a hangout or a Discord or something like that to get games with people who are in a similar sort of state of life again whether that is means you're 35 or 45 or 55 or whatever but just you don't have the time that you did in the past you you have job family whatever it may be that's keeping you from uh, playing as often and practicing as much and getting games with people who are in a similar state as you is nice i mean i do that myself like my friends some of my many of my friends are in similar like life states as me and it's like good to hobnob and talk to them about it like while we're playing that's cool so i get the desire to do that uh, yeah, whether that should be something as formalized as like a league, I don't know. I don't know. But yeah, no, it doesn't need to be. It to, doesn't. To need have, to have never, have we have never hobnobbed once, David. Uh, you don't. You don't think we're hobnobbing? Twelve years and we have never hobnobbed. Not a what single. What do you think time. is happening at the fart milk table, dude? Yeah, dude, that is not. not that is I a hobnob. Not, it's a hobnob, buddy. A hobnob. Hey, I got news for you. <laughs> I got news for you. We're hobnobbing. I've never been part right of a hobnob in my life. We're hobnobbing right now. This is it. It's happening. Not true. It can't be true. Right now. 
Okay. All right, the other move. core concept, it doesn't matter who places first. The only matter who places last. The players play each other until the pecking order at the bottom is established. That's <laughs> awesome, dude. That's funny. That's like oh, uh, that's like the old elimination matches that Level yeah. Up used to do, yeah. the garage matches. Because the garage was, was too was really crowded, cool. dude. The garage was actually yeah. too crowded. Uh, oh, yeah, the fart milk table is just an in-joke that uh, yeah, yeah. I guess probably people won't get, but it's... I know, uh, it's more I people know about it, it than you was think. A, it, was a, it was a basically a table at Combo Breaker that a bunch of guys would gather up to and hang out with that night. and uh, The cool kids. The cool kids. <laughs> and then I wouldn't be there, but Tubo would keep texting me and be like, James, come down. I got James, you to come, come one time. I got you to come you one did time. Go you, got me to, you got me to come down like three years in a row. Like I probably oh, wouldn't have, have been there if it wasn't for you texting me every year and guilting me for not You're going. for my friendship. Uh, why yeah. is it called Fart Milk with our remaining three minutes on this subject? Uh, it was a inside joke about uh, telling the story of someone farting into a milk carton and forcing the other person to drink it. And so, who farted in the milk carton, David? I know who farted in the milk carton, David, but I'm not tell sure. Us that... who farted in the milk okay, carton. it wasn't me. If that's what you're trying to insinuate, it was one of our friends' nope. brothers who farted in a milk carton, and yep. later had the question of whether it would be better if you had the choice to drink from the fart milk carton. Would you rather have fart milk, or would you rather drink fart tea? Tea that has also been farted in. Which we one's better to drink? Several years. And this we is the quality of questions. This is the quality of questions every year. What, the yeah. next year it was like, would you rather be a McAfee or a McAfee? Next oh, well, we can't was, get into that. What do you yeah, do? Like, That's way too much for this like, show. Yeah, the, like every year. That. That's my favorite one. Every year it gets worse and worse and worse. So <laughs> that is why it is just called the fart milk table. Trust me, you all want to be a McAfee and not a McAfee. <laughs> that's the easiest. I mean, ideally, way. maybe you don't want to be either one, but. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's true. But if anyway, anyway, that's me. what that was. But I mean, again, uh, the whole idea idea is. Yeah, what it comes down to is old. We're going to be the easiest group of people to take care of when we get old, because we'll just be playing <laughs> fighting games and we'll have our own league anyway. That's what it'll be. We'll need an old man league once the retirement homes decide to compete against each other. I yeah, think that's when be. it'll happen. That's when it'll yep. happen. So. Yep. Yep. All right. Uh, no, nobody wants that. <laughs> that's for sure. Um, maybe uh, not nobody, but I don't. Uh, let's move on to the um, next one. Fading into the next universe. <laughs> yeah, he's getting to punch me into another galaxy. <laughs> With the advent of weekly online tournaments, why haven't we seen games use lobbies to simulate the local experience? Okay, the example given was, for example, Guilty Gear setting up a special can opener lobby on Tuesdays for participants to play together in friendly matches. Well, I can give you a quick answer that you're not going to be satisfied by. Yeah. And that is that the game companies don't know anything about that stuff. And if they did, it wouldn't make much sense for them to spend the resources to make it happen. Correct. Yeah. Plus, nope, we don't want any fancy lobbies. We just want menus and that's it anyway, right? Who needs fun and motivation for other people? Well, they could have standard (laughs) lobbies, but it's like the message on the side. and Yeah. Yeah. You you can can imagine it being cool. Yeah, it could be, but they don't care. They definitely don't. Honestly, the fact that games like this don't have tournament systems built into the game, you know, like all this stuff, again, it'd be awesome. 
and then you could name your tournament and you could do this stuff and list a stream and everything like that. And then the guy who goes to the manager is like, this is a cool idea for a game. And then the manager asks, how much money will this earn us? And the guy's like, uh, probably nothing. And then the manager is like, how, okay, how long will it take? Uh, it'll take us about a month to implement something like this. And he says, so you're telling me it takes a month worth of like a uh, so salary of like 20 people on this team, dev and QA combined, and art department and, and, and you know, the, 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 uh, the, the manual department and everybody, a month of salary of all those people to make a feature that will generate absolutely no extra sales on our product? Let's do it. No, it's just, it's never. You know what is really cool though, when offline events are happening and companies like NRS make stages or have like yeah. the backgrounds of stages showing Combo Breakers logo or CEO's logo or Evo's like that. That stuff is super dope. It's super. And cool. that stuff devs don't have to do and they do it anyways. I know for a fact Rick had no idea that was a thing. Yeah. And then when people started tweeting it, he lost his shit. He's like, this is the coolest thing that's ever happened to me. It you is. Know? So like, like they, 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 they just did it. And so that shows that like they, certain companies are watching this stuff, but it's, it's just like James like, said, it's not worth the resources to do things like that. Like, like, it's like such lobbies a cheap or thing to do. The thing that baffles my mind right now was when Capcom was doing it for street fighter, you had to update. They had to, <laughs> Update the backend servers and maybe 16-bit or somebody can help me with this. But, like, why can't it just reference, like, a JPEG that's online? <laughs> like, why does it have to actually, like, why doesn't it just download one time and never, and, like, when it changes, it checks and then downloads again. Are there systems in place on Xbox and Steam or stuff that just doesn't let games do that? I don't know. It was always baffling to me that you had to have a server maintenance to update the stage like in Street Fighter V to have like the, I don't know. It's just, yeah, I just think it's bad implementation, right? Like to me, that just well, probably like wasn't planned. Right. Just like I didn't plan to get sent to the nether realm. Your camera is having trouble. Yeah, yeah, it would be yeah, great struggling. to see more of this, and it would be great to just have, even even apart from, obviously it would take right. some work on the devs, but it would be, it'd be great for players just to be able to create their own stuff as well. You know, just put resources in there that allow the players to like create their own you know, pages in the game. I don't know, nothing like that has that. The, the closest to that maybe is when SF5 put in its like clan system or whatever, the whatever it's system, called, the yeah, dojo system. Uh -huh. That was like interesting for a minute. But NRS and, did it first, right? They had the they had the clans where you could like. Remember, we had an ultra well, chain clan create. in one of the Injustice games or something like that, or did was we? one of them. Yeah, we did. We did. Okay, I don't remember anymore. <laughs> That's how it sounds goes. about right. All right. Well, congratulations to everybody. Let's move on to the next one. It wasn't Exert. It was KOF. It was KOF that you could write in the background. You could actually change what the, 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 the little banner on the bottom actually uh, said. Guilds, that's what it was, yeah. Yeah, I thought you were talking about factions as well in MKX, mm, but okay. those were not ones that you could name yourself. All right. Anyway, anyway let's move on. Uh, KOF 15, there was a four-gamer interview with their KOF 15 producer, producer like Hanzo Gonzo, uh, the producer Yasuyuki Oda. And, you know, on that interview, they were talking about a lot of different concepts and, and, and things about the, the game. Uh, let me actually get to the 
to the translation translated uh, document over here. You know, they said that they decided to make 15 while they were still even working on 14. I'm imagine it was a it was a 12 and 13 kind of thing because 12 came out and obviously was very felt uncompleted. And so they just released it early, kind of like the CVS one thing, because like we need money to make it the way we want it, you know, kind of situation. So I imagine that's kind of where 15, but they only started development after Samurai Showdown was completed. Um, but, uh, you know, they talked about things about like why they decided to bring back Team CYS, the Orochi team, and create the Sacred Treasures team and stuff. There's six characters that are going to be in the first season pass. Uh, they did say that at the demo at TGS that the Shatter Strike did seem maybe a little too useful. So they might actually tweak the usefulness of Shatter Strike. Explain what that is. uh, Shatter Strike is the focus attack mechanic in the game that causes the crumple. But it's much... Because you remember how on focus attacks, if you did an immediate focus attack, it wouldn't crumple. So you would get nothing. So it was hard to get the crumple. Yeah, there's level one, two, and three. But Shatter Strikes is like you just combo into it. It costs one bar. And then you get half a bar refund for landing it. So it's like no damage. And it was like really easy to, to, to use. So they're thinking about maybe toning that down. Talked about a couple of other states you know, game mechanic stuff. But what the interesting thing was that Oda did say that uh, rollback is a necessity in fighting games now. And he says that uh, it's, it be- especially because of like pandemic and stuff like that, it's difficult yeah. to organize yeah. offline competitions and combine with global expansion. Rollback is a must. However, uh, he also said that overseas players were the main players asking for rollback. No surprise, right? Yeah. Uh, duh. But he did say one thing, and, and this is factually incorrect. But he says that he still thinks delay-based netcode is better for players who have good internet environment, but that when it comes to distant players, rollback is better. Uh, here's how. Here's how I know he is ill-informed is the nicest way I can put it. Yeah. Uh, anybody who really knows about rollback and how it works yep. knows mm-hmm. that rollback netcode is delay-based netcode yep. with better features. <laughs> yep. So maybe it's a poor translation. Maybe he's ill-informed. But to be blunt, he doesn't know what he's talking about. He's, he's incorrect. He yeah. has no idea what he's talking about. And it's disappointing to hear from a producer I mean, we have the Harada Tekken is three on the rollback situation, and now this from Oda. Like, it's it, I. It seems to be a trend in right. Japanese fighting game dev that they they're ill informed, and it's unfortunate because they've had every chance to get informed. Yeah, he also was talking about how he feels like if you tried to use rollback too much to program the game so it could accompany rollback that you might actually lose some KOF flavor and stuff. But again, the whole thing is is there's really no difference between delay-based netcode and rollback netcode at all. And uh, I get get it. Some people are trying to, like, some people were saying the fact that the max mode having the little bit of the startup 
as opposed to KOF 13, where the max mode was like instant and you just had to be super fast, might be is the help on rollback, like to confirm or whatever bit better and stuff like or that. Or maybe but they again, just want to make the game a little bit easier for yeah, beginners. It just doesn't make a difference. It just doesn't make a difference. You can't program a game thinking that you're programming it for rollback purposes. You're programming a game for online purposes. Because again, yes, like Tubo's correct. saying, delay based netcode is just rollback netcode with the dial set to what is it zero right it's the just the the the, the some of the games they let you adjust wow this thing is not doing well this camera yeah obs well. ninja does not enjoy me tonight yeah so uh, again that that's kind of frustrating to see a little bit but you know uh hopefully the rollback netcode works decently and uh you know if they're designing it for rollback then you know it's still rollback so <laughs> Oh, I hope they figure that stuff out. Yeah. Yep, same. Hey, uh, can we make sure we start the timer on the next yeah, one? Yeah, let's get the timer. We didn't have oh, a timer. shoot. I didn't recheck the button on the thing. Okay. By the way, what's up, East? I hope things are going well out there. Uh, all right, Nickelodeon All-Stars. Let's, yeah. All right. Nickelodeon so, All-Stars has been out for uh, yeah, a little bit more than a week at this point. No, actually, exactly a week, I guess, now that I think about it. Well, we, we had access to yeah. it. Yeah. Oh, we yeah, we had access early. early. Yeah. Gosh darn. So it's been out for a week. And man, that game, as we kind of like did talk about a little bit, uh, is pretty wild. It's a pretty wild video game. You can do yeah. all sorts of zany stuff in there. I mean, it's it's fun for that, but it also is pretty wild uh, at times. So they have been pretty quick about um, this doesn't work bringing patches out now they they haven't they haven't changed a lot of that stuff but they have been did i they have changed tubo out of uh no no i'm trying to fix it james oh you're trying to fix it i they might have, have changed some stuff and uh they've changed they fixed some bugs okay there we go but you know they've, they've had a quick response which is good to see uh what do you think about what's going on with nick brawl i, mean, uh, I think it's, it's go ahead go ahead i was gonna say I, i've played it much more than what we played last monday yeah, uh, I think it's fun. I think it's a fun game. Yeah, <laughs> um, I uh, I don't think it's a balanced game. <laughs> I don't think it's a very fair game. Yeah, it's uh, it's, it's it's a very, very interesting game. Yeah, it's super unforgiving. Yeah, um, there are times that you feel like you're just stuck, and I mean you 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 are. Yeah, but uh yeah the game's fun I, I i think it's a really fun game i understand why people are playing it i do hope they fix their one-sided rollback on their netcode um but the devs have been like on it they've been active in the community and hey yeah. we're gonna fix this we're gonna fix that we're gonna so that's that's positive and i also imagine that game is probably selling past what they expected already <laughs> uh i i think nick I think Nick Brawl is like, and this is not a knock on the game. I don't think it's a bad game by any means, yeah. but I think Nick Brawl is a very good like case study on influencers matter for game sales mm. because they've had, there's been a lot of like push for, I mean, we played early, right? There's been a lot of push for influencers to play this game and left all these in, like wild moments that you have left in. Yeah. Yeah, dude, everybody, everybody who's a big smasher has been playing it. Yeah. Panda Global did the invitational thing. Like yeah. there, there's been there's been tons. Like they've definitely tried to go like a viral marketing 
a viral marketing strategy, and it's working, I think. Like, the game was number three on Switch sales. Yeah. Uh, the game was, like, on front page of, of Steam. Like, it, it's, it's doing very – it's doing well. So I, it's, I, I think it's really cool to see that influencers, like, have a little bit of proof. Like, hey, look, we, uh, we kind of make a difference. Maybe, maybe you guys should pay more attention to us. Yeah, I guess that, that's an interesting take. I'm just – I'm happy that the devs are definitely involved. I've seen them in stream chats, like, actually talking with people about the game, which mm-hmm. is definitely cool. And, you know, I'm, I don't know what's in their budget to, to fix and how much to change. Or, you know, presumably they knew about some of the, the, the game being unforgiving. Like, they are clearly people who, like, know about how platformers work, or uh, platform fighters work. So that probably is true. You know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm happy for that. I'm happy for them that the game is selling well. I think it's a fun game. I would like to see some of the stuff that's in there get ironed out a little bit. But overall, I do think it's a fun game still. Yeah, I mean, uh, do you feel like that there's a worry that it might be a little bit too fast of a reaction from them to fix these things? Because it was like Sandy had an no, infinite, Mikey no. had a double jump. Make it happen, no, man. Dude, like that. dude the stuff, the like stuff that? in this game that has problems has problems. Yeah, absolutely. Like, I, anybody who's been coming in, because I've played it on stream, and anybody who's like asking for my honest opinion, my honest opinion is it's Smash Kusoge. Like, yeah, it no, is. No. It and is. That's... It is rough, <laughs> and they, yeah, I think they need to fix that stuff right away. It's not like uh, we should see where this goes. It's like, no, this is very clearly fucked up. Yeah, I'm with you. Now, I mean, the the reason why that I'm worried about it though is now, because I mean, this is a weird thing that a lot of people don't think about. Like, you can sit there and be like, "Good job, company! Like, great job responding to these infinites and these bugs that you find right away." What if on the next bug they find? There's no response in one week or no response in two weeks. Well, it probably is true what what Stephanie says in the chat, that if the patch is already out, it means it was already done before the game even shipped. Yeah, that's probably true. Yeah, this is probably true. Yeah. Yeah. So that's that's a concern, right? You know, it's weird that you can't establish that necessarily, because then it's like when a rumor comes out that if you don't deny it, that means it's true. You know what I mean? Like that kind of thing. So I I think this is a very easy solution. And the devs have been doing that is communicate. Yeah. You say, hey, we're aware of this. We're working on it. And most most players would be like, cool. Maybe the player base drops for a little bit because people are mad about the thing. But then you let people know, hey, we're fixing the thing. We know. But what we if they don't agree? What if they don't want to fix it? Uh, then you communicate and you let people know why they're wrong. I mean, KI did this. Like, it's Keats and, <laughs> and Elric, and they, they, they did this. And, I mean, yeah. even to a, a lesser extent, Arxis has done it with patches recently. Soul Calibur has done it. Just explain why you're doing what you're doing. People just want to know. It's not – people don't get mad. Well, I mean, some people will get mad. But people <laughs> yeah. don't generally get mad. <laughs> At, at being told no, they, they yeah. get mad when there's no communication. Yeah, I mean, talk to Keats about let's make another fighting game, right? Let's 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 talk to him and how he feels about that at this point in time. So, and even 16-bit is saying in the chat is that in his exper- in her experience that it doesn't help. It doesn't yeah. necessarily help. Like that's that's the tough well, thing. You know, right? that, that's so, all you can do. That's yeah. that's the best you can do. So people can get over themselves. I mean. That's everybody's going to be mad on the internet at some point, you know, like that's, that's just how it is. People are assholes. For sure. The IP is a big part of why the game is selling. Well, there's no doubt about that. I mean, it's obvious, right? Also, can you play Nick all stars with the D pad? Yeah. In fact, I played on Hitbox. 
So, <laughs> yes. Yes, you absolutely can. All right, let's move on to the next one. Also, uh, let's, uh, let's go fast here because we got about 15 minutes left sure. in the show and I'd like to skedaddle okay, through. Okay, well, real quick, Street Fighter Five and Panda have teamed up for charity events, costumes, for breast cancer research. Uh, it's the BR, BCRF uh, that they're doing for that. And, geez, I don't know what's wrong with the camera today, dude. It's just... Dude, it's, I, it's, I don't it's either. fidgeting. Uh, but basically... Uh, you know, there's new costumes. Uh, I guess I can try to show the costumes. A bunch of pink costumes for Street Fighter V for, as well as items up for charity for breast cancer research. That's pretty cool. Yay! Happy about that. Yeah, um, there's a look at them. Um, which maybe, maybe is on stream? Um, I have it on stream right now, yeah. Okay, cool. Um, can you, can you file? Okay, thanks. There you go. Sick. So some interesting pink costumes over here. And then also Panda Global has a few clothing items as well for sale that you can grab uh, to support cool. the same cause. So there you go. Dope. All right. Uh, this was interesting. I just wanted to talk about this because I think it's an important topic to be brought up. Someone mentioned to this to me online and uh, they said that Melty Blood Type Luna doesn't support proper stereo. So uh, it, it does not cannot be played by blind or hard wow. you know see, players who have you know seeing issues right now and they want to try to get some traction to see if they can get French bread to patch this in here because uh, this is definitely an issue again this is just something that you know I wanted to talk about on the show so maybe we can you know get some awareness for it so that uh, other sure. people get it to so that they can play it they can play it basically absolutely. Uh, I just put this in here because Super Turbo is the game that keeps on giving. Uh, somebody actually discovered recently that the three different speeds of fireballs that Ryu throws have three different sprites. Can you believe that? Like they I look had different. never knew it. They look different from each other. Like the slow fireball is just a fireball. The medium one has one circle going around the tail and the fast one has two circles going around the tail. I, this must have been known. Dude, most people are like, what the hell? Like, it was literally a Japanese post where someone's like, I can confirm that this is what it is. And they showed a picture and I was like, what? Like, it's wild. I mean, I definitely never knew it, but... Uh, Dude, I had no I, idea. This game is a game cool. that keeps on giving, man. We keep discovering new things about this game. It's crazy. It's so nuts. Uh, um, and Core A Gaming had a new video out, which I did watch, and I recommend yes. interesting discussion on the concept of a honer versus an innovator, two different mindsets of players yeah. who play competitive I mean, style games. It's basically like the difference between a lab monster and, you know, the, the, the people who take those things and win tournaments with them, right? It's the people coming up with stuff versus the people who really just kind of grind through it, right? So... Yeah, check it out. He's always yeah, putting out good, good content. Yeah, exactly. Uh, also, uh, in full, uh, in filaments, uh, glossary is continued to be updated. So he added a bunch of Virtua Fighter and Melty Blood terms to the dictionary recently. So definitely check that out at glossary.infill.net. It's just a great resource to keep reminding people exists. A lot of our streams, if you type in exclamation mark glossary and then a word, it should give you the link to the website and such. So uh, it's it's really, really good. Cool. Uh, tournament results. Oh. 
we're gonna have to do this. Tournament results. There's a lot of tournaments that happened. Uh, some big sure ones. Were. The Pinnacle, which was an offline tournament in Canada at the Van Street uh, location that uh, V Ryu runs, right? Uh, if I'm not sure, the Van. No, you, it's actually at the Vancouver Air. Convention Center. It was at the. Vancouver. You mean Air? Air. Yeah, you're right. Sorry, that was totally the wrong person. Yeah, wow, he reused in that? Europe. I don't know. How <laughs> that's did cool, I though. do that? That's crazy. Uh, but there was a lot. You're not of an American. That's all that matters. <laughs> yeah. 2021. But a lot of crazy results, like uh, Panda having a great weekend with Street Fighter Five, Punk getting first place, Justin second place. Yeah. Uh, Dragon Ball Fighters was won by Sonic Fox. Uh, Jabril won uh, UMVC3 over Justin. Well, so Jabril's he, the best player in the world, so yeah, that makes so sense. He managed to take Congrats out to Justin. Jabril. But uh, one that I'm particularly happy for is Super Noon won Guilty Gear Strive. Yeah, so that Super is Noon, cool. And he beat Gizzy K. And I, if you guys have seen the clip, like after he wins, I mean, when he made top eight at Evo, like that was a super emotional moment. He was like crying. And then uh, when he won this event, he was crying and he talked about it on Twitter and how crazy he, you know, how happy he was about it. So shout out yeah. to him. Kizzy K also played like a monster with Kai uh, as well. And then in Melty Blood Type Lumina, one of the first offline events, uh, Scrot actually beat Sonic Fox. So we almost had Sonic Fox coming in and saying, you know what, I'm going to win every tournament at the, for all the new games right <laughs> away, but uh, was actually going down in second place that I thought was really cool. Yeah. I don't think it was this event, but, you know, we were talking about the offline and online thing. I thought Abonic Plague had a great tweet this weekend. I don't remember if it was at the Pinnacle or something else, but someone reacted to a move by DPing it, and the guy who got DP'd said, man, I hate offline. <laughs> Pretty great. Yeah, he was obviously joking, but, dude, it's right. hilarious. I love it. I love it, dude. It's such a, I don't know, I thought that was hilarious. That is funny. Uh, the Capcom Pro Tour 2021 North America West happened this weekend. Nephew won that, and he did win the first one, so he can't qualify again. He just wanted the money, which he was able to do. Uh, he defeated Chris CCH, who played the best that I've ever seen him play. He defeated Samurai, and then in Grand Finals went up. He won five games in a row, reset the bracket, won two games, was up one round to zero, and then Nephew made the comeback. Yeah, it was it was uh, honestly a fantastic choke, but, you know, it's yeah. a learning experience, I'm sure. Pretty cool. But he was super happy about it. Again, on the yeah. next New Neutral, you'll be able to see our interview with, uh, with Chris oh. CCH as well. It was a great interview, actually. It was a really, really good interview. Uh, Street Fighter League Pro JP continues. They're in the middle of uh, day three, I think. So their standings, we'll, we'll just go ahead and skip that for now. Yep. Uh, Smash World Tour America West took place. Uh, that one was won by MVD with Snake. And uh, second was Sen with uh, Ness. So that's that's continuing forward. So the, the Smash World Tour is still going. And then Tekken Online Challenges were going uh, the Japan one was won by uh, DUSG Gen with Fakumran and Shaheen. And the Korean one was won by JDCR. So probably cool. no surprises there for JDCR. All right. All right, let's get to the mailbox here. Let's do it. Look at me speeding through all of these things over here. Mm -hmm. So we'll try to even go faster through some of these questions here. <laughs> you know, now that I think about it, there was one question we were supposed to add back here this week. And I 
think oh, I yeah, which to do that? that. So I'll, I'll, I'll see if I can find it in just a second. But the okay. first question is Dead Eye Dave via Discord, which is any all-time favorite movies? All right. All right. What uh, do you guys got? My favorite movie, as I've mentioned many times, is The Princess Bride. Okay. Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Oh, pretty cool. For pretty recent, cool answer. That's recent, actually. Huh. My favorite movie of all time. Dang, Second place okay. is Pulp Fiction. Interesting. So two very different films, but yeah, Into the Spider-Verse is my favorite movie. Okay. Um, I don't know, man. That's a t- I don't think about movies very often. But maybe, maybe Return of the King. I don't know. I'm not really committed to that. But <laughs> Should, You shouldn't be. One of those three. Whatever. Oh, that's true. You know what? We didn't mention that, but they announced the dates of the Red Bull Kumite coming up as well. So, yeah, yeah. That's, that's why I wore, right. wore this hat. Registration is open, so I forgot to add that to upcoming and stuff like that. So I'm going to go with Avatar. That's right. That's my favorite movie of all time. Yeah, that, that sounds makes sense. about right. That makes sense. Avatar. Yeah, 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 yeah. The... Okay, okay. okay. <laughs> all right, Avatar all right, it is. Right. Good call. Okay. Good call. All right. So Phil Rufio asks, are there any fighting video game quotes that you often say or think of? I mean, go home and be a family man, right? I mean, it's always one of the most famous ones. So, um, I don't really think about fighting video game quotes. The, uh, yeah, it should be mailbag on the bottom here. Oh, you're right. You're right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, um, I mean, I just don't really think about them. I don't really use fighting game analogies. You know, people are always like making. They're like likening situations to like, this is like mm-hmm. a, the fighting game and it, oh, make sure to rush it down. I just don't really think about things like random, that. So, random um, Marvel stuff pops in my head like all the time. Attack all me the time. if you dare, I will crush you. I'll just, I'll just be sitting there and all of a sudden I hear, die, die, die. Goodbye, dead meat. And that's like Frank's animation, what he says when he does a super. Yeah. And I don't yeah. know why, but that just pops in my head because why not? Uh, I love one... me some guns. Yeah. He doesn't say that anymore. <laughs> yeah. they, you know, yeah. What do you mean anymore? He hasn't said that ever. Well, uh, he did I think it one of the trailer. other I know. <laughs> one of the most important quotes is also your problem is you don't have any rhythm, man. So yeah, from uh, from DJ, you know, continuing there ever so culturally uh oh in st in st yeah in st yeah so (laughs) yeah nice work oh man whoops i should change that uh tabby nat asks what's the best lesson you've ever learned there's some vague questions here today i i I think what's the the best best lesson lesson i ever learned in my whole life uh, is that you can get out of almost any mailbag question by saying, but I would choose to be a human being that's very <laughs> smart and can get through tra- or whatever the situation is. That's the greatest lesson I've ever learned from Ultra David. I appreciate that. That is, I think, yeah. one of the best lessons I've ever had to give. Absolutely right. Yeah, for um, sure. For me, the most important one that I've learned is to uh, make sure that I'm not overestimating my my own capabilities. That's been super, super important for me. Dang, that's a, to such learn. a serious and good answer, dude. Because um, uh, I did, I did way too often when I was younger, and that was uh, sometimes okay, but oftentimes not okay. So I learning that lesson need, has been tough but important. I definitely. I mean, if you have certain cheerleader stories that inflated that th- thought, but I mean, here's the thing, right? I have yep. the exact opposite <laughs> problem, right? I, I, I underestimate everything myself, but. Uh, for me, one of the most valuable lessons is that um, if you want to test if an egg is bad or not, to float it in water. 
if it floats, then it's bad. If it sinks, then it's actually good. Because that's actually saved me a couple of times from being very, very much in pain. Also, as a person who washes their own dishes all the time, you don't have to keep replacing your sponge. Soak it in hot water. Put it on a microwave-safe plate. Microwave it for two minutes. You will clean your sponge every single time. That's so. not even remotely true, James. You should look that up again, buddy. Dude, that is like a uh, that's an urban it's an urban myth. You it should seriously so, look that okay, up. Okay, it makes it so the sponges don't stink anymore. Correct. It doesn't yes. yeah, but that bacteria doesn't is clean it. Doesn't clean it, there. but it doesn't make it stink anymore, which is more that's important. That's fair. The smell goes away. That's that's the important part for Yes. Because I would mouth. wash dishes oh, with the stinky no. sponge and my hand would oh. stink for like the rest of the night, dude. Seriously. Man, also, I, if you ever go to a public bathroom and you wash your hands, take one sheet out, fold it in half, and then dry your hands. The towel will actually last. You will save tons of paper that way instead of pulling out like nine sheets and basically destroying the planet. Pull one sheet out, fold it in half, and then start drying your hands. And one sheet will actually do the job. Save paper, ladies and gentlemen. Save paper. Be better to the environment. Um, okay, next. If question. the mushrooms are slimy, don't eat them. All right, here we go. Uh, <laughs> if there was a serial mascot uh, fighting game, who would be your main and why? Mine would be the Quaker Oats Man. Listen, Marlo, it just so happens there is a serial fi mascots fighting game. It's called Serial Killers, and it will be coming out. We even had one of the guys on here for an interview. Sure Look do. it up and pick your main. And also, I'm going to be in the game. What? You're welcome. They, they literally told us on stream they're putting me in the game. Oh. Oh, in and the I background, asked right? That's serious, right. And they're putting right. me in the game. Yeah. That is real life. It's pretty That's great. Right. Yeah, I will be immortalized. I asked Keats to do it for years, and that asshole never did it. <laughs> I hate that guy. Says my friend. Yeah, Investigation right. Investigation cone via Twitter asks: You go fishing and catch a magic talking fish. If you Ooh. let it go, it offers you to let you choose one fighting game move, type, or system to eliminate from ever appearing again in any new game. What is your absolute least favorite move, type, slash system in any fighting game? Dude, thank you so much, Cole, for this question, uh, of which the first 60% is completely unnecessary, but makes it so much better. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, put put the question back up. Put the question back up. Oh, oh is it okay. too late? Oh, no, no, no. I can still put the question back up. <laughs> Dude, what a genius question. Look at literally the last. Yeah, know, what is your words. absolute least yeah. favorite move type system in any fighting game? Dude, I love this question. Anyway, uh, thank you very much for this. Um, all right, Magic Fish. What do you guys? What do you guys say to the Magic Fish? Uh, I'll make sure the TACs are never Team Aerial combos in Marvel Three yeah. are huh. never in another game. Weird. Yeah. Yeah. All right. That's. That yeah. I mean, sense. a number probably will be, but I would never wish that on another game. What a terrible, terrible mechanic. Um. I mean, I yeah. Other than just actually bad ones, don't let's not do Pandora mode again from Street Fighter Cross Second. Other than uh, ones that are obviously bad. I don't know. I, I don't think that I have anything that stands out as being something I'd never want to see again. It's. I would say usually more like. You know what I got real tired of, and I'm still tired of is. Huh hit two buttons to go into new mode that does cool things. 
I'm real sick of that. Oh, you're just talking about like an instinct mode of V trigger. Yeah, instinct or V trigger. Like I, I, if if if, yeah, we never got that again. Yeah, X fact. Like I, I don't. I'm tired of it. Like it's whatever. Like I don't. Just give me, just give me the cool stuff at the beginning, man. I just want to do the cool stuff right away. Yeah, I mean, like I don't know. Yeah, whatever. I'm cool with those. I know there's a system out there that I hate really, really badly, and I. I never want to see it in a fighting game again, and I can't think of it right now. I mean, obviously stuff like uh, I really just hate the way Melty Blood's auto combo works right now, and I'm finding mm. more reasons why it's making me angry. Uh, Danger Time is a great answer, actually, yeah, from Super. But again, Game like that's Fighter. just it's just a bad idea, right? Right. Like, yeah. That's... I mean, for me, like if I wanted to be a little more controversial, I would say something like FRCs in in Guilty Gear. Like, I actually really hate the concept of FRCs because they basically had this wonderful system of creativity where you can roam and cancel anywhere. And then they created everybody with moves that they had FRC points that would only drain half of the meter of a regular RC. So why would you ever RC in any other place? The devs are telling you where to RC. And then... Axel's RC was two frames because it might be too good if it was easier. And then this person's RC was five frames. And then this person's FRC was, you know, it 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 it, it was too much the devs telling you what they wanted. And I yeah, didn't like sure. that about Guilty Gear. So I, that was one of the, the, the mechanics that I've disliked, which is kind of one of the reasons why I, I actually like games like Exert better. Than, than XX at this point in time. So I guess the only one that I can think of that's not just an actual bad idea like Danger Time is uh, in a couple of games when if you like run away too much, you'll get a negative penalty, that kind of thing. I just think is really stupid. But yeah. it's like also not even a big deal in those games that where it exists. So right. <laughs> All right. So Stephanie Brownback via Twitter. Bad news. The three of you have been sentenced to prison. Oh, my God. <sighs> my God. What is your strategy for adjusting to life in the big house? Who would thrive in this new environment and who would struggle? Would you guys host a talk show in the prison yard? Discuss. I could see myself being somebody who both who thrives or who struggles, just depending on what the conditions are. Like if I if I have to if I can't like read or uh, I don't know. Yeah. Read or write or talk with people, then I would really struggle, I think. But if if it was the kind of like minimum security prison where I could like take in a book and I could like still talk with people, I feel like I, you know it would suck. But I don't know. It'd probably be I'm all just right. Saying the two of you would of go to a nicer prison than I would. Okay, I'm just saying that much right now. Ugh, what okay, do you do? So. What do you? What did you do in your mind? <laughs> yeah, what did you do, Jake? In in my mind, I like I don't know. I embezzled or something. That's like just a stupid. <laughs> in my mind, I did something. I'm already. Crime. I mean, something that I would totally maybe do at some point. Well, yeah, yeah, but I'm not like I'm not like a murderer in my mind. I, you know? I, 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 I lost the genetic lottery. Anyways, um, okay, uh. The uh, <laughs> I would I don't know I would probably do really bad in prison. I would probably really do bad in prison to be honest with you. So David went to prison for stealing a poster off of a, a flag off of a wall <laughs> and uh, walking out oh, because boy. he thought he could get away with it. So mm. Mm. I don't um, know what you mean. Yeah, uh, but yeah, you're uh, you're absolutely right. Yeah, I think I think you'd be fine. I would. Uh, I would do. I think I'd be I would fine do too. Pretty well. Yeah, pretty, we pretty, the, pretty, pretty I mean, good in prison. We, 
we see the title thing. You've tackled people, so I think we know, right? You'd be fine. I'd do all right there. Yeah, I could see that. <laughs> I could see that. You're you're a gregarious fella. You know, you can you can throw a hand or two. I could see that. I've uh, I've been in a few fights in my day. You have. That. Yeah. Yeah, been in a few fights. Yeah, I would get my ass whooped. I think so. I, uh... <laughs> I used to be able to fight well, but now my body is made of paper, so that might not go that great. <laughs> it's uh, true. All right. Next question is uh, ATP via Twitter. Would you rather fight a chick? I love this question. Would you rather fight a chicken every time you enter your car, or an orangutan <laughs> armed with a sword at some random time once a year? <laughs> I can't believe that's not a Casmer question. <laughs> I yeah, know, right? ATP. I hope things are going well. That's very Casmer. I hope you're doing all right, ATP. Uh, look, I would absolutely take the once a year. Mm, actually, I'm going to go back and say I'm going to take the other one. I'm going to take the entering car because I don't really get in the car very often. Pretty rare, actually. I was going to say I'm absolutely taking the car. You know why? I'm taking the car. Oh, no, in one car. So, yeah, I win. Easy for you. Easy for yeah. you. Yeah. I, I do have a car, but I work from home and I get to walk to the grocery store and stuff. So I'm just not in the car very often. But I it would be annoying to like knock a chicken away or whatever. But um, I mean, you're probably have to the murder deal. it. I'm assuming this is a murderous chicken. Oh, I don't want to murder it. You're gonna you're gonna have to snap this chicken's neck. That's oh, that sounds like a big bummer. Are you, what if it's the orangutan? Would I need to kill the orangutan? Probably. Yeah. I don't want to do either of those things. Shield. Look, I, well, I, I mean, to be fair, I don't think any of us could kill an orangutan with our bare hands. <laughs> I don't think so either. It doesn't but, even need a sword. In fact, the sword might make it worse if on. it had yeah, to hold yeah, It might be a hindrance for the orangutan. Do I just throw it at Dude, you and go from there? I would go after the orangutan every time. I would go after the orangutan every time. I have played The Legend of Zelda. I know what happens when you beat up a chicken a little bit too often. Mm. A bunch of yeah. invincible, chi- invincible chickens will come out of nowhere and they will all destroy you, and there is absolutely nothing you can do about it. So uh, I'll take on, the orangutan. On the other hand, you might be able to jump out of your uh, out of your parking garage, holding onto the chicken, and make yourself fly away from the other chickens by holding that chicken. But you still get take damage, though. You'll still take some damage from those chickens. So it, it kind of depends on the pathing, right? I don't know. Not necessarily. They're relentless, so they never stop. Well, all you gotta do is go inside a building, and, you know, eventually things will be fine. Yeah, that's true. True story. It says, would you rather fight a chicken? Yeah, fight. I'm not gonna kill a chicken. True story. If Link threw a chicken at Ganon and Ganon kicked it, the end of the Zelda game would be over that much faster. Because then the chickens would kill Ganon, and Ganon wouldn't be able to do anything. (laughs) The, they're just super-powered beings just hanging out yeah. in Kakariko Village. Dude, they're indestructible, dude. I have shot some of those chickens with bombs and arrows and everything like oh, that. I've they done all the die, things, too, dude. of course. Of they course. do not die. Poor chickens. You I know. Terrible I, w- I would never do that in real life. And plus, another thing, if you had to fight a chicken every day when you entered your car and you managed to kill it, you would have free food, like, every day. Nothing excess True. via Twitter asks, what was sorely missing from events pre-pandemic that you'd like to see moving forward? Ooh, this is a this is a hefty question. Should we that say I would like was- to see him moving forward? The, uh, I mean, I don't know, man. I just want to get back to events. I'm not really I'm not really concerned about with events improving better, right now. <laughs> better 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 safety better facilities for 
people to have, you know, safe spaces to go to, like Combo Breaker, reporting stations where you can go and report stuff like that so that you don't have to try to find a TO or have someone try to force them to believe you, et cetera, et cetera. That's, that's, that's what I would like to see. That's uh, the answer. 100%. I'm 100% yeah. on board with that. Well, got it. Nailed it. James Nailed got it. it. Yeah, that's, no, that is a really good answer for sure. That's the answer. I was thinking oh, more of like a production tournament side, like right. player, not just like the overall experience. But that just shows my privilege because I don't have to worry about, you know, somebody <laughs> making me feel uncomfortable at that's a tournament. True. So yeah, I hear true. you, man. Yeah, I mean, because that because remember, the pandemic is when all that happened, right? When all yeah, the, the Me Too came out, the yeah. game com- in the community. So, yeah. Uh, last question. This was the question from last week that we accidentally skipped from Subatar. What would be the name of your thinly veiled pseudonym burner account? I mean, we actually practically all have one, right? Yeah. I mean, for a while, mine Give was several. Mine was Shimmy Fishmouth, but I changed it to JC Nile because I just thought that was more clever. So I like JC Nile better. So it is a good one. Uh, I already know David's. Oh, I so. just have a lot. I don't know. And I don't think that they're thinly veiled. I think you wouldn't know it's me unless like I told you that it's me. And then and then you go, oh, yeah, that makes sense. But you wouldn't like figure it out in the first place. <laughs> Larry Tubman. <laughs> Lariat Tubman and yeah, Whoopi a- Goldburst are some of my favorite ones. Yeah, Whoopi Goldburst. Those are classics, no doubt about it. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, my current gamer tag is Carpe BM. Um, I don't know if I'm going to change that anytime soon because I think it's a pretty good one. But uh, what was it before that? Douche X Machina. That was a pretty good one too. I'm not. Uh, I'm not giving mine. I'm not giving mine away because I still use it. So. Dang. A secret. That. Hold that, hold that L. Is it Tubaware 2? Got him! Oh, how did you know? <laughs> Who would ever guess that? Dang. Dang. Ooh. Got him. But uh, yeah, my name is literally a name none of you would ever guess. I think David might know it because he's called it stupid. <laughs> so, correct. yep, there you go. Good. No one ever knows. Yep, correct. Yeah. No, All right. right congratulations. Now, I, I mean, one well, of the nice thing about playing as JC Nile on Guilty Gear is not everybody knows it's me, even though I don't really hide it. But that way, I don't get a lot of people jumping into my Twitter going, hey, great games after they like destroy me and stuff like that. So. Every time, almost every time I play someone and they beat me, they hop in my lobby. Hey, mm-hmm. GG's. Yeah. GG's a big fan. Shake my hand. Yeah. I mean, and you're playing as. Twitch TV Tubbleware. It's I mean, I, I want it. I obviously want it. <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah, I obviously want it, but they they do. The people like to come in and flex and then leave. Yeah, of course. Of but course. Big fan, GG's. House of Flying Swagger. <laughs> I like that one, too. Nice. Okay. That's a good one. Uh, Jill Sandwich. No, it should be Jittle Sandwich. Jittle Sandwich. You almost became a Jittle Sandwich. The only good thing about the Street Fighter Five what is it called the clan mode that they have uh-huh. is yeah. that i can't change my username my cfn name but i Not can change that i can dojo change that name. whenever dojo name you can change whenever you want and i think that's something they may not have realized that people would do but i change it all the time right now it's like it's burp with like six u's or something super dumb i mean someone uh, it's just uh, someone always different on so, the ICFC, thanks to them for putting that loop at that uh 
anyway, someone on I, ICFC EU always keeps changing his name. That's why when he plays, he'll be James Chen fan 420 and stuff like that whenever I'm commentating. So. Oh, yeah. One of my gamer tags was James Chen's Musk. That was a good one that lasted for some years. <laughs> James Chen's Musk? Nobody knew about that until right okay. now. I never told anybody until now. Now you guys know. Now the world knows. That was me. I mean, David, of all James people, would know know all about it dude he would know about it better than anybody else just put it that way so it's definitely on his mind a lot i'm sure you know so you know but are you gonna admit that you were scoop newsman i wasn't honestly i i actually think i know who the real one is but it's like scoop newsman was you personified like that it was great whoever whoever did it did a great job they were very clever and i always felt bad that i got fingered with that because that's not me and i feel like they should have what with that let's on the stream we're just david's david's vocabulary is degrading let's call it that's ggs we had a good one thanks for watching you know Def, David's definitely fingered something and ended up with James Chen's musk, so, you know. Oh, you know, no! This is why I wanted the stream to end! Oh. Congratulations, everybody! Dun, dun, dun. Good for, okay, here we go. <laughs> Alright. <laughs> Thank you guys for tuning I in. I have to go to bed with that image in my head. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> Nobody knew I was James Chen's musk all along. Oh, we did. think anybody was surprised. Were you new James Chen on Twitter? Probably not. Okay. <laughs>